0: We can... We can... the can...
1: <laughs> 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 R.C. Hellen Nation version 2.0, I am Dan, wait, I mean, I am Justin, and this is episode 120. We've got Nick <laughs> and Jesse with us, say hello guys. What is What's going up? on? Did I screw up my name there for a second? You sound like a funny Dan. Yeah, you Dude, got it. I was, I he was, I was feeling it. I was feeling it. I, I was, I, yeah. right before I did it, I was thinking... Can I do a Dan impression? No. If Jesse was gonna do it though, I could have I could have done him. I could have been like, hey yeah. everybody, it's RC Heli version <laughs> 2.0. <0." laughs> oh,
2: just that would have just been too easy though. Yeah. Never gonna live it down. No.
1: Yeah, well, Dan is not with us today. Dan actually caught himself a pretty nasty bug. Dude, did he did he say H1N1? H1N1? Yeah. I believe he did. Yep. That's that's a technical. Isn't guy that guy. like isn't that like swine flu? The Montana version is sheep flu. Sheep that's flu. what I was going to say. I mean, he's yeah. he's got to have been messing
2: around with the, farm the animals. The source has been endless. determined yet, but Yeah. yeah. You yeah. think it, it was from kissing head, though?
0: Oh, absolutely. Probably. They've been working They've been having little built late a late night bromance sessions. Yeah,
1: they built a few. Where did I miss that? I know that they worked on his uh, his multi rotor together. No, the the uh, alias. Oh yeah, okay, that's right. Ed Ed helped they, Dan build his rush, and I think I think it's actually kind of the other way around. <laughs>
0: I think I think Ed has been building it. And Dan has been just showing up and checking on the progress. Oh. That's that's the story I got, which is actually really good for Ed because he's getting some good build experience. Yeah, he now, is, but... You know, we'll find out in the end <laughs> how well it worked out. <laughs> I hope he's not making any beginner's mistakes. Yeah, but, you know, here's the way I figure. I figured that Ed actually kind of owes Dan one because if you guys rewind the clock a little bit, It was Dan that left a screw out of a servo arm
2: on (laughs) Ed's heli. (laughs) Oh, yeah. On the maiden. That was his T Rex 600. Yeah, it was on his 600. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Lifted it Uh, off
1: into a hover. Servo arm came off. Heli went into the ground.
0: He owes him one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been, I think Ed then has been busting some serious ass because he's building the rush. He did yeah. build the multi rotor, and I'm pretty sure I remember Dan saying something about him building the new charging station for him.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think no, I saw that one too.
0: He's working him like out. a dog, dude. Well, he's got to be ready to get his own. Yeah, I, I don't know. He had N7 on the brain. I know he got a 14 SG.
2: Well, didn't oh, dude, didn't like uh, a shopping spree? I think he bought an N7, didn't he?
0: I At, don't know if he, uh, I, th- I, I, I
2: think that I don't know conf- for sure. I think Dan confirmed that he did buy a fourteen S G. Um, but I'm not sure yes. about the Heli. Hmm. Yeah, man. At he he got
1: bit hard again. There's some heli action going
0: on in Montana, that's
1: for sure. <laughs> that is true. All two heli flyers that live there are back in action. So, so we'll we'll let Dan
0: catch us all up when he comes back and Tell us the tales of the the Dan and Ed I don't know, it's, it's kind of fun
2: to speculate, too. That's always, That's I do
0: enjoy <laughs> speculating, uh-huh. Jesse, yeah, I mean, absolutely, yeah, It's, it's a lot of fun, too. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I wonder if Dan currently feels good enough to throw a multi-rotor at Ed. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sure know. he feels good enough to throw some hand tools or, or, or screws or something.
0: Or profanity. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so he, yeah. yeah.
1: There will nothing, there will be nothing that can make him feel too bad to throw profanity.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, speaking of that, I'm not even going to uh allude um Mr. end of the episode last episode by the way.
2: Dude,
1: that uh, I don't know uh, what happened there. Was that me? <laughs> I don't use those kinds of words. Yeah, proof. That is proof. proof. That, what I told <laughs> that you. is recorded ah, proof. Yeah.
2: yeah, we're bringing right. you to light. We're bringing it. You know, the world needs to see. That's okay. Little bits <laughs> and pieces. Yeah, just glimpses.
0: So, uh, who's been up to what? Who else? Let's let's get off those two. We'll we'll give them some honeymoon time.
2: Yeah, feel better, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah.
0: You better. your fever
1: yeah. needs to break. I don't. I, I think I'd be dead in bed with a fever that high. Yeah, hundred and three point do seven or something
2: yeah Uh, no thank you so what else who's
0: going first
2: hit it jesse oh i've been i've been up to some stuff let's see so does it
0: have two blades or six
2: no this well i I could go i could go on all day about both but let's we'll try to focus on the the two bladed type here on this podcast this is a heli podcast after all so i did get in some flying this last week um didn't happen last weekend because that was when I made the trip back to school, but luckily I may have been able to take on a couple labs at night, you know, so Tuesday and Wednesday suck for school. I'm on campus till like nine o'clock, but that allowed me to have no classes on Thursday.
1: So again,
2: I, well, did
1: not Thursday, hasn't that been your like heli day for the last well, two years? La-
2: last semester, I still had class at like three in the afternoon on Thursday. So I didn't technically have a full day off, but this semester, nothing on Thursday. So basically how I see it is fly Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, every week. So it it should work out good. So I, I did go out to the field yesterday and I was out there. It was one of those, you know, where you pack a lunch type of days. You go out there in the morning, super cold. You're waiting for it to kind of warm up, brought the heater out there and throughout the day got in about 20, 21 flights. Throughout oh, my helis, nice and so just to you know top that kind of off, which I know that this technically doesn't count in our in our uh, competition that we're doing with how many flights, but and over an hour of stick time on the multirotor, so oh, definitely, definitely respectable. Just a lot of stick time in general on Thursday, um, and it was uh, one good thing was the day before that Wednesday night. I had the opportunity to put in the 19-tooth tail pulley for the warp. Now, the, I guess if I had to make one complaint about this heli, it, the stock tail pulley is a 17-tooth. So the 19-tooth tail pulley is going to slow down the tail a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. And I guess
2: if I had to mm-hmm. make one complaint about the, the model in general, it was that I could never get the gain high enough in the V-bar to just make the tail feel completely locked in. And I have to say that this 19 tooth pulley completely fixed that. I think I was able to go up like 15 percent on the gain, which complete, awesome. which then allowed me to go up a little bit more on the gov gain. Um, I was able to, you know, tune out the, the all the tail kick with pre comp. Needless to say, the warp really? is flying better than ever right now. Um, See,
1: that makes me wonder, dude, you remember when you first got the warp, you had quite a challenge getting the V bar tuned in on it. And we sort of thought, well, it's sort of, it's an odd size. It's not exactly a four hundred and fifty. It's like a stretch and maybe it's just, it doesn't behave the same way. You think that was all down to that,
2: that 17 tooth tail pulley? I do. um, There was, you know, there was too much mechanical gain. But it also was greatly affected by the governor gain. Um, To run the 17-tooth pulley, to find that happy spot, I had to turn down... um, I'm running the castle gov on that one. I had to turn down the gov gain um, a little bit. Not to the point where it was bogging badly, but just so it wasn't so hard on the tail. Um, And so like when I put the the 19-tooth pulley, I was able to go back up on the gov gain and up with the tail gain. Nice. And so just all around flies a lot better. Um, so
0: oh makes me sad
2: yeah so that yeah i know you, you never even got a chance to to try it out so you'll never know what you missed I know. <laughs> sweet dude and uh all right so i i'm sure some of you guys saw it, my facebook post i finally got around to put the putting those 1200 watt power supplies in my charging case About time i know right so while i was home for uh Winter break, I did head over to Nick's, and we got like we got the boards all isolated and everything. So they were pretty much done at that point. All I had to do when I came back here to Pullman was solder on some bullets and basically drop them in my existing case. So didn't go with a whole new charging case. I still have the uh, two iCharger 306Bs in there in the larger Pelican case. But just by switching out the power supplies, I gained, I want to say like seven or 800 watts of power. And dropped nice. like three pounds out of the case. Nice. So <laughs> two, love yeah, it. two wins. You can't really go wrong there. And so I got a chance to use those yesterday, all day. Um, they're working great. I got to say they're extremely, extremely quiet power supplies. So not noisy at all. They seem to run really cool. So Awesome. And then awesome. lastly, and I did make a post about this in our forum as well. I've been trying to get. I know Justin is doing it. Been trying to get real flight running on Parallels.
1: Mm-hmm. One of
2: the major hurdles, as of lately, for some reason, to me flying the sim is, I really don't want to shut down my computer, everything that I'm working on, and go over into boot camp, fly for 45 minutes, just to come right back to Mac. Yep. So I've been trying to. I, like that's that's a, a, I know that's, that's, a, that's a big lame, deal. That's a lame excuse. <laughs> that's a lame ass excuse. Well, it, it no, resets, dude, you know what? I am so right there with stuff. you. It, it I, does I it. hate, that's why I don't use Bootcamp. Yeah, Bootcamp. I hate having to do that. Restarting your Mac, Reset. you know, It. I don't know, for me at least, resets a lot of stuff. So, yeah. I like to, I, I've just been, I've wanted to avoid it. I know it's a, that's a lame excuse, but I do have some progress on the Parallels thing. I've got it working to where it's. 90% good. It's more than acceptable. Extremely smooth. Um just every so often there's just a little I don't know what you'd call a little glitch or a little jump, very very slight a little hiccup. Yeah, and it, it actually it doesn't bother me at all because the timing you don't ever lose anything. It's not the heli that actually jumps. It's just the background kind of sh- just like hiccups just for a quick split second.
1: What mm-hmm. mode are you running it in? Um on uh, the in, parallels mode. Like are you running it in full
2: screen? Are you running it in
1: coherence? Are you in Windows um, I'm, mode? I'm running what?
2: it in windowed mode. Um, okay. It's taking up one full screen. And I've given it about half of my RAM. Um three quarters of my processors and like half of my video RAM. Okay. And then I'm and then I'm running real flight. Now this made a huge difference. Real flight, at least on my computer has to be ran in full screen mode. If Real Flight is in windowed mode, it's unflyable. It's so choppy you can't even fly it. Really. If pe- really? If, if Real Flight is in full screen mode, perfect. Dude, what what computer are you using? But wait a minute. Now cuz
0: I all right, here's my you know, Mr. Model Tuning over here. How do you even get it into full screen mode?
2: Um so you go up to file or the it's like the I believe the heading is file where there's a graphics and that sort of stuff. And there's a settings one in there. And then you can go down to graphics and hardware, I believe. And it's it's right where you, where you set the screen resolution for the simulator. Right under that, there's a full screen option. And it probably says full screen. No, you just click on the no and change it to yes and restart uh, real Flight. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're, are you talking about putting the parallels window in full no. screen or are you I'm talking about the simulator putting the simulator in full screen mode where the menus go away so let's okay. like complete full screen flying that's yeah, weird yeah, yeah. dude that's um, but you know what? I, that, I now remember me wonder I remember having the same issue with Phoenix on VMware there's something about windowed mode or you know not running the sim in full screen and I I do not know what it is but with full screen it is completely acceptable. And so I have been flying the sim last couple of nights because it's it's a lot it's a lot Dude, faster. My, try my iMac is five years old
1: and I run I can run the Windows, the Parallels Windows environment windowed as a as like another app on my mm-hmm. on my OS yep. X desktop with the simulator running not in full screen and
2: it flies perfectly fine. But I'm sure since yours is a desktop, you probably have a better graphics card than a laptop.
1: Uh the old, yeah. the the 2009 iMac used mobile graphics cards, okay. so it's not so a my, desktop style. My computer is only card. a
2: 2010 laptop. Okay, so, so I it, don't have it. A, still,
1: may be a step above or or close to it.
2: Yeah, it's still not. You know, it's a 2010 MacBook Pro, so it's not the newest, the newest deal, but. Still works. Well, well, cool, man. I know what I'm so trying. So for anyone that's trying to do this, try full screen. Try putting a real flight in full screen and see what happens. It Worked for me. I'm gonna do it. Do it. Try it. Nice. I think that's it. That sums up my. Well, hold uh,
1: on, hold on. I do want to hear about the multi rotor. Dan's not here
2: to pitch you shit. So <laughs> let's let's spend a minute or two. Just a, a quick minute. Yeah, so I guess a quick update. I So yes, yesterday I did get about 60 minutes of stick time in doing... So I have the, the uh, GoPro, Bla, GoPro Hero 3 Black Edition. And I was doing some flights taken video and stills. I can put it on um, where it takes a picture every five seconds, a full 12 megapixel picture. So I was doing both of those modes and... So far I got to say I'm extremely happy with the results for how plug and play the Zenmuse gimbal is. I mean, I'm still trying to get the multirotor tuned. I needed what I'm doing right now is adding some weight to it to hopefully it'll increase the prop speed and just be a little bit more stable in the wind, but for how much the multirotor is still bouncing around in the wind and bouncing around in forward flight. The footage is extremely, extremely stable when you consider that. So, I'm hoping that once I get that thing really dialed in, that everything will just clean up. Um, Are you getting any jello at all? Um, not really any jello. I just I feel like stuff could be a little bit more crisp. In forward flight, stuff isn't really staying in focus as good. Um, so, like, any type of low shots where I'm flying over a field and... Maybe want the detail of the grass. And and I'm still flying extremely slow, but it still makes it go out of focus a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. There's still some more dampers uh, that I can try for the gimbal mount. Maybe, you know, take out some of those vibrations. Uh, but as of right now, I'm I'm really just focusing on mechanical setup, making sure everything is balanced. Um, I just got in some carbon fiber props today. Some of the Gemfan 9-inch props that are made for the DJI motors. Um so got those all bolted up and we'll be trying those tomorrow. Awesome, and dude. Lastly, I did so I know I talked about this before with Nick and I think I mentioned it to you. It is possible to fly FPV with a gimbal. It may be hard, but it is it is possible and very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, to, because
1: the gimbal basically compensates for all of the multi multirotor movement so you don't the, know what the hell's going you're on. You're just
2: watching the ground. Um, so I, I did two flights yesterday of full FPV the entire flight except to land and take off. And so awesome! That was that was a lot of fun. I got to get my FPV stuff
1: set up. Can't wait.
0: <laughs> bah humbug!
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Nick is 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 disliking. Uh, that's a, is that's disliking okay. multi rotors at the same level that Dan did before Dan bought a multi-rotor. <laughs> yeah, that,
0: that's <laughs> Well, all right. I'm actually, I'm not disliking. I'm sitting back here smiling because I'm just going to let you guys do all the legwork and then just use your services when I need, <laughs> when I need <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being efficient. That's what I'm being. Yeah.
2: Uh, being very efficient with yeah, my build. I don't like being used, so i might have to reconsider.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, I'm I'm glad you're you're happy. Yeah, I fun.
2: mean it's it's definitely. I don't know. It's one of those things where you know you get you get into winter right in the middle, not flying a ton. I really wanted something new to mess around with, and this just kind of filled that gap. Got me, got me excited again. So something new. I'm sure it'll wear off shortly, so no worries. The helis aren't going anywhere, but... No. Yeah, true.
0: So, Justin.
2: Yeah. What's
1: going on? What a week. This was a good heli week for me. So, continued battles with the 770. I feel like a damn broken record.
0: The wobbling Goblin. The wobbling, the wobbling Goblin.
1: goblin. <laughs> yep, the wobbling Goblin. So... On the last show, I mentioned that I got a couple of emails from listeners saying, hey, I had problems with my goblin wobbling when I was running the SAB 770 blades. But when I switched to 753s, everything went away and it worked perfectly fine. So, of course, I immediately rushed off and bought a set of 753s. Uh, got those at the beginning of the week, or I think actually it was last weekend. It was last weekend and put those on and guess what? It still wobbles. So hey. <laughs> that one, I'll tell you what, dude, that, that one put me in a bad spot. I was after that test, I was happy just place. like, Oh dude, it's never going to end. So, yeah, I, I mean basically a very very small change in the in the range of head speeds that it would it would wobble over. Basically, you take that range of like the 13 1400-ish on the low end to 1700 that I had been experiencing with the 770s and if you shift it up by my reckoning at least about 50-ish or 75-ish rpm that's what the 753s were doing. Okay. So, now that that was bad because of the fact that I didn't fix my problem, but it gave me another data point and that was that was what I was looking for. So, what I did from there is de- decided that I'm going to go with the stretch. We've been talking about that before, you know, my my theory on this was or hypothesis we'll call it was that if I go with a stretch kit and it's the everyone's been asking about it it's the Steves hobby shop out of Germany he does an 800 stretch for the 770 it's basically a longer belt with uh, longer tail case sides so it pushes the tail output shaft back a few inches so that you can get extra clearance on the tail um. So I went with that, and the hypothesis was that if I go to longer blades, those longer blades are going to be heavier. Uh, They will have more pop with the same pitch at the same head speed, which means I can run at lower head speeds with the thinking that I might be able to get out of that nasty range, okay?, in other words below the sort of threshold of 13 or 1400 and still make it feel like a normal helicopter the edge 753 data point showed me that going to shorter blades actually increased the range the the head speed range a bit which i am going to attribute at least preliminarily to them uh, the the combination of the shorter lighter blades with the same damping, meaning that overall my damping was relatively stiffer. So, going to bigger, heavier blades is going to give me softer damping, which should also give me a more favorable head speed range or a lower, lower bottom end. Okay, did the stretch. I I stayed up all last night because it came in on Thursday. Uh, I, I did the stretch. First off, the stretch kit is pretty freaking amazing, dude. They now here. Here's the thing: two hundred and twenty bucks for this stretch kit, and I know the first thing everyone's thinking is, "Holy crap, that's a lot of money!" But it's really good quality stuff. The carbon fiber sides are like real carbon fiber. You know what I'm talking about, guys? Like not the oh, yeah. oh, crappy yeah. carbon fiber. I mean, it's even stiffer than the Goblin, the Sab carbon fiber, which is a two millimeter, hmm. a two millimeter frame. So I was impressed with yeah, that. Yeah. The belt is scary looking. It's so beefy. It puts the stock belt to shame. <laughs> Huge, really? chunky teeth. Yeah. Just really good, high quality stuff. So anyway, did the stretch. Um, I, I also ha- I bought a bunch of different dampers. Like I spent, I think, 40 bucks on various dampers. Uh, some new SAB dampers uh, for the HPS head. Uh, Nick and I have been talking back and forth about what other dampers might work uh, to try out. So I got a set of True Blood Greens, the hard dampers or medium hard. Those were a drop-in replacement. Haven't flown with them yet. Uh, and then I got a couple of Align dampers and a few other things. Uh, because damping is one of the primary parameters that you want to play with to get your head speeds right, that's why I was messing with damping. So I uh, woke up this morning. It's my my off Friday. So I got a quick hover in the, in the front yard just to double check. And this was on the 813s, the edge 813s and 115 tails. And interestingly enough, it looked like the RPM range shifted. So I didn't do a full map in the front yard. I just played around with it enough to know that it was worth going back to the field and actually trying to fly it. Um, Where I could find it wobbling, it wasn't wobbling as intensely. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. Packed up the Rave Nitro and the 770, took off to the field. The the first flight that I made, I basically ran in head speed from like 30% throttle up to 95%. To try to find all of the good and bad head speed ranges and that's roughly like 12 ish hundred to 18 or so hundred RPM and amazingly not only has the range narrowed and shifted down a little bit but my top end has a number of big chunks in it bands of RPM that I can fly at without wobbles. So now I've got – and I didn't I, – when I found a couple of good spots, guys, I was like, holy crap, I can fly the thing. And then I was like, I'm done. I'm just going to spend the rest <laughs> of the day enjoying this, and I'll go back and play with it more later. So long story short, I found at 1,450 RPM, and at 1,540, it is completely wobble-free. Go 5 or 10 RPM nice. on, on either side – And that may not necessarily be the case. There's a wider band around 1450. 1540 is a little bit more sensitive. So there's more playing to do. But the bottom line is it doesn't wobble. Uh, It flies. Amazing. Holy crap, dude. It completely. Big heli. Dude, it blows my mind. You listen to it at that head speed and it's quiet and you can see blades and you could and you got the like you guys know the classic edge blade fart you know the no, yeah. oh I could not be happier i mean it it's it's smooth it's huge great presence in the air very very stable it has tons of pop despite that head speed and now you know my flying style uh, well i'm forcing myself to be much more conscious about collective management, which is why I'm running the lower head speeds. You can still do everything at this head speed. You've just got to be conscious of it. When you kick it up to 1800, it's like it goes like a bat out of hell. It's scary it how fast matter. it is. Yeah, it does. It doesn't matter. You're going to do whatever you want correct. to correct. So, yeah, I I am absolutely psyched. Um, so I think I got a little bit more tweaking to do. I want to spend a little bit more time fine tuning the different RPM ranges. So that at least I know now that I've gone through the problem and found so many other people that have had it, um, I feel like I want to, you know, finish it off and at least get some useful information out there for people. I will still be messing with the head damping. Um, I've also got a couple of other tricks up my sleeve with stiffening the frame, Um, which I think will help overall, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. So got a lot of good flying in on that guy. And then I also flew the rave. I got to tell you, I love this helicopter, this, this heli, you know, after all of the stress and crap that's been going on with the seven seventy. The rave is like you just go out there and you fly it. And that 91 with the it was cold today. So super dense air. That thing was pulling like a freight train. Just can't can't even wipe the smile off my face during the entire flight. It's just grinning ear to ear and it's cold and foggy out. So I'm like laying down that layer of like the golden hour the layer of nitro smoke. Oh, it it's just great, but it it may have had an unplanned meeting with
0: Terraform. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Not happy about this one. How many flights are on that on that heli? Yes. Oh, probably twenty ish.
2: oh that's not a good ratio.
1: Yeah, it's not a good... Ra- well, <laughs> considering that I've got fewer than 20 flights in 2014, and I've already got one crash, that's mm. really not a good ratio. It's not a good so, start. let me tell you what happened here. This one was not a dumb thumb, which is why it pissed me off. Uh, I was doing some big air stuff, and I was doing what's called... I think most people would know what it is, but a, a vertical S, Right. So you basically come into what looks like a big power loop in upright forward, and when you get to the top of the loop, you push with negative over the top to make the top of an S, and then you drop down the other side and invert it forward, and you can go and do other stuff. So coming out of the bottom of the S, I see something that looks like it's wiggling and I can't tell because it's gray out. I'm not I'm not flying a canopy. So the whole damn heli is just black, basically. And uh, as I get to the bottom, I pop some negative collective a little bit to get it back up above the ground and go into the next maneuver. And the heli basically disassembles about 10 or 15 feet off the ground. And it hits hard. I'm talking oh, hard. Uh, right on the head. Uh I ran out to it and it had actually bounced. So like there was um <laughs> there there was an okay. area of grass <laughs> that was depressed and where the blades had initially sort of hit and then uh it bounced probably I'd say fifteen feet further with its forward speed and then landed <gasps> landed oh. on its side. Um but but here's the thing. When I got there, I'm like I still had I didn't know what the hell had happened. I, I mean I didn't do anything. It, it it was it just it was there and then it wasn't. Turns out that it looks like one of my boom supports popped off of the like the little plastic uh attachment on the end of the boom support at the boom clamp out on the boom snapped. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And When I was coming out of the inverted S, I had some downward momentum and the boom support slipped off the boom and got sucked into the rotor because my boom supports were completely wrapped around the head. Like five (laughs) times. And, and like the one that there was, the, it took both boom supports, as you'd imagine, it chopped the tail boom off the boom supports chopped the tail boom off um, at the, at the tail case. And so the boom was completely detached and one boom support on the opposite side was like wrapped around the carbon fiber frame from the back up or underneath the the pipe oh, and then into the head.
2: Ah,
0: you seriously crash like a professional. Yeah.
2: Dude. Well, bigger crashes are never soft.
1: Well, and that's, that's really what hard. it was, Jesse. I mean, if that had happened when I was doing some slow and low stuff, that wouldn't have been a problem. But yeah. com- I mean, that vertical S, you know, when you do an S, it's a big power. Loop. Yeah, you get moving. That's a couple hundred feet up. And then you're doing knife edge, nose down, inverted drop to the bottom. Coming yep. out of that, you got some speed. So, yeah, I I don't know. I hope this is not an indication that my 2013 luck is following me into the new year. But Nick <laughs> saw scary. the picture. Did you see those photos, dude?
0: Yes, I did. Have you ever Hero seen anything like that before? No. I mean, no. I, I don't. <laughs> pro- I know I haven't. I've seen. like Yes, as a matter of fact, no, I have not. I've seen like fly bars back in the day, you know, wrapped around the mm-hmm. head. I have never seen boom supports wrapped around the head.
1: Well, that's how I roll, dude. It's really bad, too. Like did you, it's, uh, it's it's horribly bad. Did you mm-hmm. hurt the pipe? The pipe now has a turbulator on it. Oh, which for <laughs> those who don't uh, don't know is Ouch. a little dent. In the side that we hear locally in the Pacific Northwest, uh, our excuse for the acceptability of a dent is that it actually helps airflow. And so it's a little bit extra performance on the heli. That's the Turbulator. So, yeah, my Hatori now is bearing scars.
0: It's uh, not a bad one, though. That's a pretty small one. Yeah, it's not. It's uh, okay. not bad
1: at all. It really isn't. But. My main grips are completely destroyed. It bent the spindle at like a 30 degree angle in the oh. head. The main they shaft the is frames. bent. The, the frames are not cracked. Here's the one saving grace. The flight before or two flights before I had, I, I brought a bunch of blades with me because I wanted to do blade testing on it. And so i had been flying the compass 700s. I swapped out my precious compass 700s because I love those blades Uh, With the Edge F3C 713s that I got for Black Friday for like 10 bucks, right? That's the only saving grace. That they will not be making a second appearance. Because those blades suck, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Do they? (laughs) Oh, they're horrible. (laughs) I mean, they're heavy. What about them is horrible? they're, They're so heavy. You can feel the lag. I mean collective doesn't feel as poppy it just the whole heli feels like it doesn't want to move as easily oh. as with the compass 700s
0: so you, the, what you're saying is they're definitely not for a nitro
1: no they are not in my opinion not at all so yep those got destroyed <laughs> But this one, I think this this crashes. I've already started to add up the parts. This is probably easily a two hundred dollars set of parts. That's not blades included,
0: dude. That's what you paid for the airframe.
1: I paid three hundred. So yeah, I guess I can't <laughs> complain, right? <laughs> but but it, it'll get put one. back together because and we joked
0: about that too. I said you were gonna crash it once and that's it. No, Time to dude, buy a new one.
1: No, no, I'm 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 gonna I'm rebuilding it. I love that thing. It flies great that's my relaxation heli
0: how, how relaxed were yeah.
1: you <laughs> <When> sounds <laughs> great <laughs> <laughs> when you're sitting there watching it lay on the ground well when when it originally went in it was so sudden it went in and i re- i realized what happened and i had gotten throttle hold not that it made a difference at that point and then i hit my throttle cut to turn the engine off and um i just laughed because i it's just like oh there he is again. It's that Justin. He's back. <laughs> He's he back. never left. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh well, that sucks. Hey, I had fun. I burnt burnt three quarters of a gallon of fuel. Would have gone further without if the crash
2: didn't happen. So is is the does that only leave the seven seventy as an operational <laughs> ready to fly? Yeah, that's it. Because I've torn. I basically because <laughs> you tore. I've torn everything down else apart? the
1: Goblin seven hundred for for test parts for the 770, and then I've torn the fly barless systems off of all of my other helis except for the Nitro, so back when I was still suspecting it to be a gyro issue, and I just haven't put all that back together. So, yeah, I've got now, I've got one, two, three, I have six airframes, and one is flight worthy. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
0: Looks like uh, mm. someone's got a little bit of yeah. wrenching
1: ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Some build time. I'm getting pretty good at it nowadays, so well, I guess you still i still got don't one. Helly, he might not. He doesn't have to wrench yet. Yeah. <laughs> so that and this is
0: exactly what you said. You weren't going to do like you did last year. Did I say that? Because this happened last year. Yeah, you had crashed him and then put off. Fixing them and putting them
1: back oh, together. Oh, dude, well, oh, hold, hold on, hold I've on. Give me a chance to put it off. I haven't put off building anything back up. I have been so engulfed in this freaking 770 project that, <laughs> awesome. I, I mean, that's all I see. When I wake up in the morning, I see 770. I come home, I see 770. I it, it It's all consuming. But I, I told you well, I'd win.
0: I hope you do. Because I don't want to have to make fun of you for that. That's the one that I don't want to, but I will. What the seven seventy? Don't want to. Well, the only only having one. Oh, that part. Oh, okay, yeah. Because it's not if it's when it goes in, and I want to make sure that you have all the rest of. it. Oh yeah, dude.
1: Then. No, I. So I've got I've got parts orders to make and we'll slowly but surely get everything back up to speed i I, i'm going to focus on the nitro first because i want the nitro running no matter what the state of any of the other helis are and then from there we'll see what happens i mean i the the 700 goblin is flyable once all of its parts get replaced put back on it and then (laughs) i've still got to build uh the Compass 7H V backup because I broke it down for winter maintenance. Like literally down
2: to almost piece parts. I yeah. would say you could do mine next, but I wouldn't get it back till 2015. So. Well,
1: I thought yours was already done, dude. <laughs> See the
0: Just the, put 20 flights on it and then is, it'll be broken down already. <laughs> the,
2: the problem is it just flies <laughs> Screw so good. You, I, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Winter
0: maintenance? You should never take it apart for winter maintenance.
1: Buy it. Yeah. Well, hopefully this season will be different. But that's enough about what you do.
0: If there's one thing I've learned since I've gotten into this hobby, it's that if you're going to buy it, buy it once and buy quality. With my recent purchase of the iCharger 4010 Duo, I feel like not only did I get quality, but I'm going to get exceptional charging performance. So if it's time to upgrade your charging system, buy it once, buy it right. www.progressiverc.com. What about yeah, you? I have some very constructive. It was a good it was a good week. Another really busy one. That's for sure. I'm just, I'm I'm burning that candle at three ends, man. <laughs> it's starting to wear me down. I did, let's see, I did not get, was that last weekend? I don't even, my weeks are so screwed up now. Did I fly last weekend? I have to ask you.
2: No. no, okay. It was then very no. bad weather.
0: Oh, that's right. It was horrible. Yeah. So I actually get the no fly the week oh no fly Ooh. yep i get it i'll take it but now uh, there, there is a couple big butts to that i have been cranking away on the trailer which um i got back from getting the decals put on so we got some rchn taggage on the side looks fantastic
1: oh dude awesome. i'm jealous my my vehicle won't actually haul that but i would love to have one of those well, I'm just thinking about where could I put that on my truck.
0: <laughs> no, it uh, looks good. Yeah, I'm Je- Jesse. Helped me, you know, before he left, get all the Help. the ceiling <laughs> panels. Yeah, man, that was a cluster. Yeah, right, let me tell you. <laughs> putting up four by eight sheets of that stuff that's like super floppy and saw. It, it was just, it was it was a mess. But um, no. So I the. Main portion of the interior is finished, as in the floor is finished. All of the walls are finished, so all of them are insulated, recovered back up, the ceiling's put back up. It is completely painted on the inside, so all painted. I have the What color Helly did you Hanks. paint it, white? Oh, white, white, white. I mean, bright white. Gloss white. Sweet. We want that sucker just to glow on the inside because it's not just storage for me. I, You know, the, the idea of this was a mobile, basically kind of like a little miniature mobile hobby shop for me. So I want full amenities as far as soldering station, you know, pegboard for parts, the workbench. Uh, so, you know, you have to have bright light. Yeah, pretty much everything. Uh, so that that was kind of earlier in the week. Uh, towards the end of the week, uh, after I got it back, I spent last night out there and got 90% of the wiring done on the inside. So I am up and running, 110 volts. I got all my outlets in, with the exception of one. I'm waiting on a, a shelving unit that I'm going to put an outlet in. I'm not quite sure. I haven't got the shelving unit yet, so that one's not mounted. But all the rest of the outlets are up. All of the interior lights are up, and we got switches. We've got the house battery installed with the fuse panel uh, and the battery tender on that.
1: So you're just so, running in. You're running in a DC to AC inverter from from like a no lead acid.
0: No, I'm actually I'm doing what I kind of decided on was realistically. More often than not, I'm going to be running this thing off AC because I'm going to have my generator. Okay. Um, yep. I mean, really. And, and when it's not, if I'm out at the field and I'm flying, I have my generator, right? If we're at a fun fly and even if it's nighttime, you know, we're still same routine like always. We're going to put up the rope lights everywhere underneath the, the pop-up tent. So I'm going to have the generator running for that. So, realistically, 90% of this thing's life is going to be ran off 110. But I also wanted to be able to, you know, go out there, hop in it really quick, turn some lights on, and have it be like very well lit in that way. Mm-hmm. So, what I did is I put a house battery in there, just a regular 12 volt lead acid battery. I have a battery tender, a uh, battery tender junior up to it to maintain. This is not a deep cycle i've i've messed around despite what some people think it's not always best to have a deep cycle in a situation like this this battery is not going to get taken down low charged back up taken down low charged back up most of its life will be most of its life will be at about 80 percent 80 to 100 percent of full charge so in that case a regular battery is actually far better Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see. So that I came out of that and I put a real small little, uh, like six fuse fuse panel only using a couple of them and then ran up. And what I did is I got some 12 volt led lights. There's strips of these lights. There's kind of four little four lamps to each strip. And then each lamp has about, I think six or eight LEDs on it. And I just kind of ran those down the middle kind of a parallel and close to the fluorescent lamp that's in there. So when I go into the trailer, like, you know, if it's outside at my house or whatever, I just hop in there, reach up, flip the light switch, and it turns on all the LED lights. That gives me, I can, you know, work in there if I want. It's bright enough to work. It's bright enough to find anything, look through all the drawers, be hopping in and out. But the LEDs are very efficient. So that's going to give me a lot of lighting life out of that battery before. Now, the second the generator fires up, and if I have it plugged into 110, the battery tender junior kicks in and it's automatically recharging that battery. So that's kind of the the theory behind it. I was, my original thought was that I was going to go ahead and install an inverter, you know, but really to do that properly, you kind of, it's almost like you need to have Dedicated outlets for the inverter or have what's called a transfer switch. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be to transfer your power source back and forth. And, you know, I I just, I don't see needing to run anything off of 110 that when it's not going to be plugged in for long periods of time. No, that makes sense. You know what I mean? That
1: makes sense. Yeah.
0: Just, it was an added cost I wasn't too worried about. So, Yeah, now that it's all lit up, I went out to dinner tonight and found I'm using for storage. You know, it's going to have basically kind of like a bookcase in there, um, a long eight-foot, about eight-foot workbench. Everything's going to be white, melamine material. But then for storage, like bins and that sort of a thing, rather than put cabinets, which was kind of my first thought because you can go buy those, you know, plug and play cabinets, the white ones. Yeah. For dirt. Cheap. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. not expensive at all. But then it's like, well, you know, realistically, uh, the the purpose of this trailer was to get away from the 24 foot, you know, 6,000 pound trailer. And I'm, I'm only at a six by 10. I have already added a fair amount of weight with all of the, you know, the covering on the wall, the floor material and all this. And I really did want to keep it light to keep you know, make it be uh, friendlier to tow and easier on fuel economy. So what I decided to do was go with the the kind of white frame, clear, uh, like Rubbermaid type storage bins that pull out. Oh, the little you know, plastic like their, ones. Yeah, the little plastic ones, like for crafts, arts and crafts right, and right. stuff like that. Um, I happened to hop in Fred Meyer tonight and sure enough, they were buy two get one free. So I was like dude, okay. Yeah, well here we go. <laughs> this up. is it. Now, how, that how are you going to hold those down though? Dude, I'm just going to screw them right to the floor. Okay, there right you go. To the, make some brackets off the back wall and, and these are going to go underneath the long workbench. So they'll be used for storage of, you know, bigger stuff. Uh, I'm actually going to I got three of the, like, 12-inch wide ones. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do two on the left side, and I'm actually going to do one all the way on the right of the bench up a little bit higher, possibly on top of the bench, mm-hmm. um, with, a, with a small microwave up above that in the corner because i got to have a microwave. I mean, if I'm going to be taking this thing to Funflies, I can completely feed myself off a microwave for a weekend.
1: Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, but, hold on, hold uh, on, might, hold on. You still, you, you, whether you like it or not, you are going to make room for your little red barbecue grill.
0: Oh, yeah. So that no, Jesse and I can
2: eat something that doesn't come out of a microwave.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, no. <laughs> we're, we're the barbecue a must.
2: That's what we're saying here.
0: But the reason, you know, the reason for the microwave, it's so, it's, hot water is a big portion of it. Everyone that knows me knows that I drink coffee like a fool.
1: Oh yeah, you do. I live
0: off of it. Yep. It is, it is my, my folders. You know, <laughs> folders in your blood, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's, so it's, a, it's a, you know, it, it serves so many purposes. I don't have to have a coffee pot now because if I can get warm water, then I can get those little Starbucks via thingies or whatever and have my coffee. Yeah, that's true. And we're talking like small. I mean small. And it also gives me an opportunity to make up, you know, make up small meals, you know. I mean, like for me, for work every day, I take my lunch to work. And I've always got something in a Tupperware that I'm warming up, throwing in the microwave at work. Well, I can be efficient for packing for these fun flies by doing that. You know, it's like I don't need to eat like a king at a fun fly. So I can, you know, then I can get all of my food in theory, all of my food and that sort of a thing in a small cooler and not have to, you know, be worried about just bringing ridiculous amounts of groceries and cold stuff and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so those those are going to go under, and I might end up getting a, a wider one as well just for, like, clothes and stuff. But, yeah, I think I'll probably be picking up, start with one of the, the main shelving unit this week. And then, you know, possibly this week I'll get the material to start working on the bench. But it's coming together. That's,
1: dude, I want one. You know why I want one? Just so that I can tow it around with a huge RCHN logo on the side of it. (laughs) And stick all, you know, like a, if it were me at least, I'd probably stick a bunch of, like, other company stickers. You know, like, Scorpion and all that kind of stuff and just put a bunch of crap on there.
0: So that actually kinda leads me <laughs> to my next cool thing for the week. Uh speaking of Scorpion and Decals, um I'm talking to the wonderful guys over at Scorpion, and I have been kinda kinda quietly You know, I had mentioned it a little bit, but I haven't said much to really anyone. I've been running Scorpion Motors for, uh, I don't even, long time, long time. And I've always kind of ended up back at Castle ESCs on an external gov. That's just been my preference. After they got all the fire issues resolved, um, I just haven't had a problem with them and, and they were affordable and you know, on an external gov, they're absolutely fantastic. Well, since the new, you know, the latest Scorpion ESCs came out, uh, I did go ahead and get a 130 opto, you know, the one with the external. It's got the RPM sensor option yep. for it. Yep. And I had kind of just... I honestly, I just hadn't gotten around to trying it. The new firmware on the internal gov is leaps and bounds. Justin, you know that oh yeah, dude above where it was it's like ninety percent there for me. It's not a hundred percent i'm I'm pretty picky about how my gov works uh but it it is really great there's no for for most people, it would be absolutely perfect. But what I decided to do was go ahead and try this thing in external gov mode, and I ran that in combination with the Icon. I absolutely love it. I mean, I love it. I learned a couple things that I had kind of gotten a little bit lazy on. Number one was I've always used on the castles in external gov mode, I've always used the castle bailout. It was just easier. Mm -hmm. It works. You just
2: check a box. crank it all the way
0: up to... (laughs) Yep, checkbox. You know, you do have to do the the goofy the you know, calibration throttle curve, deal the whole yeah, yep. thing. Right. But it's very predictable for me. And that was why. Every single time, regardless of heli size, this and that, I knew that the bailout was gonna work. I knew what to expect, and there was no tuning on it for me. I cranked it all the way up to twenty. That's the highest it would go, and that was perfect. So I thought. So now in this case I'm using all of the functions of the Icon Governor. I mean, we're talking the soft start, the spool up rate, the bailout rate, all of those in the Icon. And what I had thought was absolutely perfect really could get better, which was cool. So, I mean, I'm running a a much faster throttle hole bailout now, which is exciting because it's actually fast enough where I feel like I'm going to have – I'm going to be able to start throwing some throttle hold stuff almost into a flight
1: routine. Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, cool. Yeah. And, and it's just the, you know, the castle with the icon, you have to – you crank up – is it dead zone? That's I think that's what it's called. Dead zone or dead dead yeah. Dead zone. You have to max it out with a castle ESC. And even then – you get about half the time you get a one to two second delay when you move the throttle stick up before it spools up. Not a big deal at all. But, you know, it's kind of cool to not have that anymore. So <laughs> the the soft start's working fantastic. I almost think, and this is this is weird to say, but I swear that the setup is overall more powerful with the Scorpion ESC. I don't have any technical data to back that up, but Hmm. it really does feel that way. And the only thing that I can say that makes me think that I might not just be imagining it is that Mr. Mel had made a comment in uh, one of the videos that he had done where he was talking about the Scorpion ESCs, and I think it was Vibarkov. And he was, or, or maybe he was talking about the internal Gov and the Scorpion, but he, and even he said in that video, this setup just flat out puts out more power. I don't get it. I don't know why. I don't have an explanation on why it does, but it must be something internal with the way that S- Scorpion does in their ETCs. It's just more efficient and transfers power better. Again, I, I can't explain it That's that, awesome. But, so, yeah. Yeah. I've been flying that and just
1: love it. So that's the new setup, I bet.
0: That, uh, yep. Called over, talked to those guys. And, you know, reliability is a big thing for me. And everyone knows that. I don't have time. I don't have the patience for having stuff. Did a bunch of research. I I mean, as with any ESC, there are failures. Oh, yeah. And I know because I used to run the 90 and the 130 back in the day. And I did have problems with them. Uh, I mean, I've burnt Justin's up. I've <laughs> burnt mine up. I did have, so I kind of shied away from them. But all the research that I did and then finally just trying it myself and doing a lot more reading, they really do have their stuff together with the 130s and the 160s right now. Uh, I don't feel that they're any less reliable than in any of the other big-name ESCs on the market. So I have decided... I am switching my entire fleet. So all of my fleet will be running. Well, all of my current fleet right now, which is all 700s, is actually going to be running all 130-amp optos on there. The Let's see. The DFC has the 4525 in it. The Raptor. That will be showing up here
1: within a day or the two, Rap- I do dude. Believe. That just flipped me out. I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, Raptor. Like, oh Raptor. yeah, <laughs> that's going to take a yep. while to get used to.
0: Yeah the rack the Raptor has the Maxwell motor in it. The Blade seven hundred X has the forty five twenty six F three C motor in it, and I did decide to go ahead and get because I actually my my 4530 went away in the trade with the warp. So we basically swapped motors, Maxwell motor for the 4530, even Steven straight across. And then I got the, you know, the Raptor and he got the warp out of the deal. Right. So I, after, I mean, I tell you, man, my experiences with this 4526 have just been awesome. So I decided to go ahead and get another one of those to put in the 700EX.
1: Sweet, nice. Dudes.
0: Honestly, I'm, I'm just in like I'm in heaven. I mean, I, I'm I'm grinning. I'm grinning as we're sitting here because it's uh, all of those are running on the icon. It wasn't like I'm actually not. I, I was talking to one of our listeners, chatting back and forth this week, and it's like you know, I'm not like some big huge icon fanboy or anything. They. External governors are a really big deal for me. It is very important to me. It's high on my list. And all, there's so many fly systems now that fly great. You know, V-Bar flies incredible. Icon flies great. Uh, even the newest Skook uh, firmware out there flies great. All of these fly great. So I, I kind of have just settled with the one where the gov, I could get out of the governor what I wanted to. And with the least amount of tuning. So, not saying I'm not willing to try something else, but I think I'm just going to kind of settle in and, and, you know, keep all of these helis up and flying
1: and enjoy it. Good, dude. Sweet. The year's starting off good for you.
0: Yeah. It's funny. I came in... uh so last time me and Jesse were out, uh, we were screwing around trying some air to air footage and I freaking L V C'd my <laughs> set of packs in the seven hundred X. Oops. <laughs> and uh auto down, it must have just been that it was friggin' cold because I I broke the landing gear. I just cracked the landing gear, the back seat. On which heli? Oh, on the seven hundred X. Seven hundred X. Yep. Yeah. And even I was like, dude, I've hit that way harder. Didn't really expect that, but eh, oh, well. And it, it was cold. I mean, there's no question it was cold. Yeah. A couple nights ago, I came downstairs and was like, oh, dude, you totally forgot to order landing gear, you dummy. Oh, and you know how you get that feeling. It's like you need one thing. Yep. Just one. But you really want that one thing. And I, and I just, I put it off and I forgot. Well, last night I come downstairs, remind myself, you know, because at that point, I mean, dude, on a Wednesday, if I order it, you know, okay, is it going to show up? for? It's not probably not going to show up Friday. It'll probably be Saturday. Well, you know, whatever at that point, because Saturday is kind of like my day. So I wasn't that motivated. Well, I come downstairs last night, happened to look up over on the bench for something else. Look what's hanging there, right above. Another brand new set of 700X landing gear. And I sat there and went, how how did that get there? Like, I was baffled, and then it reminded me how freaking awesome it is that they sell these in two packs.
1: Oh. Oh. (laughs) That's how
0: you buy them. So they're like, you know, 18 bucks or something like that. But you get two complete sets of skids,
2: nice. And remember,
0: they're only they're one piece skids. Yes, yeah, so you got to replace. So there's the whole no thing. other parts to buy, right? Yeah. So, I had totally forgot. And boy, let me tell you, everything negative, every negative thought that I have had about those landing skids, which isn't bad, but it's like they're a little toyish looking. You know, they function just fine. I don't have any complaints with them. Yeah. like that. Every negative thought just all went away. (laughs) And I was like, dude, this is awesome. Because when I did that canopy bump, I bought one package of skids. So it's basically like buy one, get one free, and you forget. And so, you know what? Blade, thank you. Thank you for doing that because you saved my stupidity from placing an order for just one set of skids. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm gonna decal the shit out of that trailer with Scorpion decals. That's what started the whole conversation. Now I remember.
1: Yeah, that's like, what I'd be I want doing a bunch too. Of decals. Tons of decals.
0: I want the big ones.
1: So I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about the raptor. Yeah. Here's some feedback on that.
0: Yeah. It's uh you know, it's a little bit of an interesting deal because this one I didn't I don't think I elaborated on it, but this one has actually been they have had some tail drive
1: gear issues. Believe it or not. Yeah, I um, that struck me as odd when I first heard it. But, you know, every heli's got to have an issue. It just depends on... And it
0: doesn't seem severe. It's not particularly severe. Um, Because it's not like some huge widespread thing. But there have been some definite issues. And that's kind of the... That's what brought this on was uh, the guy that I'm getting it from, Ryan. He had had one blow out and re-kitted it. And actually, Thunder Tiger took care of it. So, But then he had it happen again. And at that point, I mean, dude, we've all been there. It's like, uh, no more faith. (laughs) Don't want it. I mean, you know how it is. If you can't trust it, it takes a long time to build trust back up in a model. But it can quickly, quickly go away. Oh, yeah. So that was, you know, that was actually what brought him to contact me originally, was just to, you know, talk about it. So, yeah, it's going to be one of those. I'm going to put it together very, very carefully, very Mm -hmm. cautiously, and pay attention to a lot of stuff. And, you know, if, if it happens, it happens. I just, I feel like it's such a popular heli that, I, I I don't know. I just feel like we should have one on here. We should. Since all you homos are going to multi-rotors, I'll be the one that'll keep buying regular Hey, now, I don't have anything
1: up and running yet with more than one rotor or two rotors, I guess.
2: Uh, That's,
0: that is true. That is very, very true. I'm just pitching you guys
2: crap. So you should clearly get in the most flights in this year. Is that basically what I'm hearing? You know... I don't think, with the exception of like we had
0: talked, with the exception of adding an eight hundred, I really feel uh, and a nitro. I've got to do that, and I'm I'm actually kind of thinking I might just go good old fashioned seven hundred nitro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I just there's Can't something about it, you know. Yeah. Um. With the exception of getting that 800 electric and getting the nitro back up, I feel like I've got a... Not the fanciest. I just feel like I have this incredible workhorse fleet. You know? That I can just go out and fly. They're not like the, ooh, ah, oh my gosh, Oh look at all those, you know, goblins and Diablos and stuff like that. It's not that kind of a fleet. But... They're all just incredible workhorses, you know. Yeah. The DFC, the 700X, the EX, uh, and yeah, I, I couldn't be—I really couldn't be any happier. And I'm excited to to take this year and fly with these, and just really kind of see which one proves the the least maintenance.
2: Yeah. It'll be interesting yeah. to see which one you find yourself just, you know, subconsciously grabbing before you know which one which one's your go-to which one are you gonna grab first when you get out of the field to go fly
0: yeah you know that's true and i'm gonna try and force um you know i i've i've leaned a tad more towards uh the dfc but not because of the actual helicopter it's only because of that's the one that i had packs for all set up and ready to go so, yeah. what I'm going to try and do is, if I even if I have to move packs around, I'm going to try and have an equal number of packs for each hill. Yeah. Because that's kind of like, that will tell the real tale. Yep. You know, if you don't have any excuse why to pick one up or the other, then, then it'll, we'll just, we'll see. Well. Cool. I think we've heard... <laughs> I think Enough from what us. we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We better, I suppose, we should probably get into
1: some news. I agree. We should do some news. So, Dan, you know, I'm getting a little tired of looking at my old and busted helicopter. I need something to spice it up. But I also want something that's functional because I hate just throwing bling on there. That doesn't add any value. You got any ideas for me, man?
2: Absolutely, dude. As we all know, Patrick at KDE,
0: these guys make fantastic upgrades for your helicopter. They do all kinds of
2: helicopters, mostly a line, but they do Goblin, and they got some Synergy stuff, and of course, we all know the Blade stuff. That's getting really popular. They got pretty much all the right
0: upgrades that you'll need that not only add the bling, but they add the performance as well.
1: Sweet man. I'm gonna head over to KDEDirect.com right now and make it mine. Oh that's my cue, isn't it? Oh god. All right. Uh this week's news <laughs> is brought to you by HeliDaily.com. Your RC helicopter magazine something.
0: No, oh, you had it. You just had to shut (laughs) up. It's your your
1: daily. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's your daily RC helicopter magazine. Right? All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't Don't end it with a question. You you got it. Just own it. (laughs) Just own it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we had talked about JR releasing the Forza 700. Well, there's um, some pretty sweet picks are up now. Because they had a toy fair. Do you guys know the name of that one?
1: This is the um Is it oh, the one it was in the, AMA, it
0: was the Expo. AMA? That's right.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, so, it's there. not a toy fair so, then. Okay. It is yeah, it's no, the AMA thing thinking, that's been going on this week. That's
0: right. I was thinking yeah. Nuremberg, but right. I I got it all backwards. So yeah, AMA Expo. Uh they had it there. You know, Man, it's visually Ugh. God, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Visually, it's looking better and better every time I see it. Nah. Can you believe I just said that? I am a little surprised. I mean, dude, the helical mane on this thing? Yeah. Is <laughs> like... <laughs> dude, it's like a freaking <laughs> hockey
2: doing? puck. Three quarter inches <laughs> yeah. thick or something. I mean,
1: it is thick.
0: I would say it's it possibly might even be thicker than the seven hundred X's, which is huge. Yeah. it's a monster. I really like how they did the uh, the pieced frames on it. You you see that? Yep. So it looks like if you drive it in, you can do lower frames. Yep. Uh, uh, man, I'm I'm kind of digging it. Can, I, can you believe I'm saying that?
1: I'm a little surprised, and it yeah. makes me nervous, because somehow I feel like one of these may be entering your fleet before the end of the year. Yeah.
0: Doesn't that look like a—is that a battery tray I see?
1: It looks like a battery tray, yeah. Yep. It looks kind of Compass 7HV-ish. Yeah.
0: Right? And do you know what, dude? Those are four-piece lower frames. Yeah, they are. Yeah. it Aesthetically— in my opinion, it actually looks better than the
1: goblin. Oh, see, I disagree with that, but that's okay.
0: Because it, it doesn't, it has more of a l- little bit more of a s- standard regular canopy nose and it doesn't have the alien head look. <laughs> uh, just to me, standard
1: head. So regular swash driver head. Yeah, I. Here's my theory. They have to do the four-piece frames
2: because if you saw the price for two-piece frames, you'd never buy the thing.
0: That is very well, fair. The,
2: the other thing, though, is with the four-piece frames is are they interchangeable? Can the back right go on the back Ooh, left? No. That's a good so question. Because it, it looks doesn't like look only like left it. and right. Because then you have looks to keep like left right. just as much stuff on hand. So, it, yeah, it kind of defeats yeah. the purpose. I do like the frame layout, though. The frame
1: layout looks very minimalist. It doesn't look like it has just sort of surplus carbon fiber lying around. Yep.
0: Which is actually non-JR-ish. I mean... Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that is true.
0: It's compact frame. I'm still kind of up in the air on what I truly think about the boom cover. I'm not... I'm not sold on the boom cover yet, because that is what it is, is a boom cover. I could potentially maybe see that causing vibration issues, maybe if it's not done right. But dude, if they like let's let's play what if. <laughs> what if this actually came out and was available.
2: <laughs> the first hurdle. <laughs> and
0: yeah, okay, big what if game. Big game. And and what if it was of a reasonable price? What if you could mm. buy this kit right here for 800 bucks?
1: I still
2: don't think it would make a difference. Yeah, well, the, don't think so? first no. off, the parts pricing would have to be reasonable as well, not just the kit.
0: No, that's true. Yeah. They can't pull an E eight twenty nine.
2: Yeah, exactly. exactly. Price pricing has to be
1: in the ballpark. I mean, let's let's be honest here. It it looks like a reasonably good design. Yes, they've taken the whole sort of shrouded canopy deal from Goblin, and I guess you know that's okay. They're doing what is hot right now, and I'm sure that it's going to be just like anything else you get from JR, which is high quality. Mm-hmm. But I I just think that. Well, my perception is that the 700 class market is very heavily saturated right now. And anything that someone comes out with is only going to get so much action. And at the end of the day, there are just probably not enough people out there willing to give it a try to make a huge splash like the Goblin. I mean, when the Goblin stuff came out, it was the first time anyone had ever seen something like that in a 3D heli, and as a result, it exploded. Yeah. I don't know what the next step is in innovation that's going to have a, a, a that sort of an effect. effect. Yeah. yeah,
0: They would have to keep... To get this thing launched, really, and to get any momentum, it would have to be very inexpensive yeah. on the kit price. Standard parts pricing, I think they could get away with, but they would have to really drop. I mean, they got to pull you away from something else. Yep. You know, like like Raptor did, and there, there's a perfect example.
1: Yeah, if they could the price E700. point this at the E seven hundred retail price, which is what like seven hundred or seven hundred and fifty yep, a kit, seven hundred, then yep. then that might actually work out. Because I mean, it's yep. a it's a Sharpelli. Whether or not you like the canopy, you can't deny the sexiness of the red anodized parts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yep. like a JR classic. Yeah, I just wish they had chosen some uh, a different paint scheme than the the flying watermelon.
2: I don't, mind yeah, I don't mind it either.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So after some time off, um, you know why I do not know, or why he's back, I do not know. But nonetheless, uh, you know a really good pilot uh, seems to be an all around pretty good guy from from what I've known. Used to be pretty big back in the day, but Lucas Riva is kind of back, mm. hopped on the scene instantaneously. Announced, uh, announced a sponsorship or, a, you know, whatever you want to call it, relationship with uh, with OptiPower. So he's going to be flying some OptiPower stuff. And then also on top of that, it's uh, going to be flying for MSH.
1: Now that's interesting.
0: Yeah. I thought really funny because... If he's flying for MSH, that means he's got a Proto Seven Hundred, which means why did Turek give his to Lucas?
1: Yeah, they <laughs> either they do exist, or Turek uh, gave his up. He must have gave it up. It must it must be on loan. No, but in all <laughs> seriousness, do they exist? Uh, okay, Can, if can you we look get at the one? picture. I have no idea you, no, now.
0: Well, we can't get one.
1: No, God, no! Come on. Now. I mean, here, here in the U.S., I'm saying, can someone go out right now and buy one?
0: I do not believe so. But you can see it in this picture,
1: and it is one weird yeah, looking heli. was gonna say,
0: <laughs> like half of it is plastic. Yeah, to that like not...
1: white lower frame thing. Yeah, dude, that main gear. Is like the size of a dinner plate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is a because it's all belt, but that is that is a very, very large belted
1: gear. Yeah, I, I want to see it like nose on
2: profile or from the top to see or the top. Like, does that stick out beyond <laughs> like, the canopy? Uh- I would guess that's why there's no canopy over it, because it does stick out past the canopy, so they had to kind of shape the canopy around the Yeah, otherwise,
1: (laughs) if the canopy were to go over it, it would have to have, like, ears. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Well, good for you, Luca, or Lucas. What? Yeah, Lucas. Right. Yeah, Lucas.
0: Yep. Good for him. And hopefully, I mean, hey, maybe he'll actually bring it so we can see it. You know? And and maybe buy it. Maybe. At
2: least I have yep. a, a chance to. Yeah.
0: Uh, Blade has, they have put out a brushless motor kit for the
1: Nano. Ooh. Now,
0: Justin, I know you want this.
1: Yeah, like a black eye.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you just love your Nano. That's that's why it's at your house. <laughs> that's why it's at my house. And he sh it's this is how bad I got scammed. He's yeah. oh, dude, no, it's perfectly flyable. I'll ship it to you. He ships it to me. I take it out of the box. It basically basically looks like it it met with like a, a m- meat purifier. <laughs> no, dude. The, the canopy's all tatered, the boom was broken, and, and one servo doesn't work. See, I mean, y- now, you were even told
2: it was flyable, right?
1: It was flyable yeah. <laughs> because that, that servo was perfectly fine. The last time it was flown, <laughs> it was crashed extremely hard into my front door by my brother-in-law during Thanksgiving of 2012. Okay,
0: well, it might have been flyable before (laughs) that crash, but I
1: can sure. Well, I'm pretty sure we picked it back up into a hover, and it only sort of drifted at a 45 degree. It
2: only shook a little bit.
0: (laughs)
1: Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah.
0: Oh man. Well, yes. Anyway, moving on. Probably, I would say the biggest thing to come out of. That I've seen to come out of the, chatter-wise, out of that AMA Expo, is the JR28X. Good Lord. Hmm. I mean, well, A, dude, tell me that does not look like a 14SG.
1: It looks like a 14SG combined with an 18MZ. 18MZ, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, they were not they were not shy about going after some Futaba look.
1: Hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know about this one, man. I mean there there was a lot of there's a lot of hype about it like it it got posted on a couple of people's Facebook walls and there were just tons of comments about oh, this might be the one to get me back to, you know, JR. And mm-hmm. I I don't know
0: i mean was, X-Bus, d m s s uh twenty eight available channels it is it is a touch screen display running off of android can you believe that
2: it's interesting
0: yeah that's cool so you know you're gonna have to reboot it at least twice a and day. it's gonna slow down <laughs> in a year
1: yeah exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, dual processors, I mean, this is pretty cool. CNC machine, all aluminum gimbals.
1: Yeah, mm. that one and That the, one did strike me as being a little odd. I, I'd like to see and that. Get
0: this, get this claim, and I don't know what exactly this spec, what units this spec is in. It says ultra high, 65,536 stick resolution, 16 times higher than any previous system. Well, dude, that's
2: why I can't pair a flip worth of crap. Yeah. <laughs> I <don't>, I, My <laughs> fingers are more precise than the transmitter.
0: That's right.
2: <laughs> yeah. My transmitter is holding me back.
0: No, it's, it's spec-wise. I, I mean, you know, heavy-duty cast aluminum chassis. Uh, man, it Sounds it's like good, con- good,
2: solid construction. That's for sure.
1: Yes, I agree. I'm sure it'll be a great radio. I just, it's, it, unless I'm missing something, there, there's nothing in there that is going to pull me back from Futaba. And that's not me being a Futaba fanboy. I'm just very pleased and very comfortable with Futaba. And I don't feel like going through the hassle of re-kidding my entire freaking fleet again.
0: Get this, audio controller for voice music and telemetry notifications. Yeah, true. Nice. SD card for unlimited model picture, sound and telemetry log storage. Now, does it have does a camera on
1: it? Like I don't see 18, it has. Cuz doesn't camera. the 18MZ have a camera? Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what. Uh, when when one of these starts running iOS
2: I'll rock it. Jeez. But no Android crap. <laughs> okay. Then they'll only give you one you know, this model is a... of Heli it'll work with. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just lock you down.
0: Um, This is a pretty cool feature, it, you know, regardless of us kind of knocking on it a little bit. They have these shoulder, basically like a shoulder switch plate in the corners, the upper corners of the radios that you can remove and plug, unplug and move around switches and then plug them back in. That is really cool. That's pretty sweet. I mean, that they get a huge win in my book for that. Because very few radios that I have had, I have not modified switches on. Huh. And being able to do it myself without having to tear the whole radio apart and, you know, solder and move and all this, that's a really, really cool
2: feature. So, congrats. But... The real question here is, do we have any idea on price? No, we do not. It's got to
1: be at least two grand. That's my bet. I don't see how this can come in under two grand given how closely it matches and in some ways exceeds the performance of the 18MZ. And it's a JR, by the way. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: we're... It's it's going to be unfortunate, but it's going to be the same thing. It's it's probably a really, really nice product, and they're going to come in at a really high price, and no one's going to buy it because of the price. Yep. It's not like JR's really put out anything, I mean, bad. Yeah, true. In my mind, anyway. Mm-hmm. They put out nice stuff. It's just way overpriced. Yep. So, I don't know. No. Well, any of you clowns got any news?
2: Oh I got I got some news. You got some news? I, I Jesse's got, got news. news a little bit. New compass? Compass news? No, it's it's surprisingly not compass news.
0: Oh, I got some compass news for you. For me? Yes, I do. Well let's hear it. Apparently, there is some sort of worldwide compass shortage on Warp 360 canopy posts. Because huh. I'm probably going to have to hop on a plane and go to Germany.
2: Dang. Are you it's, being serious, be, Nick? It may be cheaper to build your own mold and inject some yourself.
0: I'm being 100% serious. One of the canopy posts got uh broken when I shipped it how or why I do not know cuz I dude I packaged that thing up awesome but they are they're pretty flimsy on that one they're made to break and they do their job yeah so they don't break the frames. In the lash. A- and the canopy for that matter dude yeah. my canopy that the the one crash I had dude it was like it was perfect yeah canopy came out perfect anyway so Jesse hooked me up had some I put those on ship it out one was broken i'm like oh dude no problem i'll take care of it nowhere pro star nothing HeliDirect, a main experience i mean i'm going down the list that all of them are sold out of just that one hold price.
1: on are these the carbon fiber canopy tabs like the breakaway tabs no
2: no they, they no, just have they're just regular canopy standoff booth. yeah just a Oh post- uh, okay wow yeah
0: but mm. that's the news is that there's some sort of they got to be i don't know worth gold now but <laughs>
2: That was the idea, so guys now, this, now we can all sell ours for a premium. No,
0: no. <laughs> you need to contact Nick and, and help, a, help a brother out, because <laughs> I need one. But, okay, continue with your news. Sir.
2: So at the same AMA Expo event, it looks like Futaba announced a new transmitter as well, the Futaba 10J Radio. Now, this is going to be the next transmitter in their J series of transmitters. Um, it looks like this one has 10 channels, um, all the built in telemetry functions, and it's compatible with all the SFHSS and TFHSS receivers. So it looks uh, okay. like.
1: This one is an update to, or a, a a next one
2: in the line on the 8J series yep. then. Yep. yep. They're okay. sticking with the with the same Yeah, that same series. So this would be the upgrade to that one. And uh it looks, looks like, pretty sweet. Yeah, it, look, it looks pretty nice and they're they're coming in at $349 with a telemetry capable receiver included. Wow. Um So, yeah, it looks it looks good, and uh, hopefully, looks like it will be available by the end of March, if all goes as planned. Wonder how you know, many
1: people out there are running the Futaba FHS F- F-H- remember S- Dude, we were bagging yeah. on them when they came out. Were we? But
0: I was. <laughs> so don't, don't say we. <laughs> okay, so don't say we. You got a <laughs> turn in your pocket? What's this yeah. we stuff? <laughs> Um, I was, but they seem to, I mean, they're, it's like they're not going away and it makes me wonder, well, and I had heard that this was the technology that Futaba is moving towards. I mean, you notice like my 14 SG runs both mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fast and FHSS. Well, so. there must be
2: a market for it if they're, you know, still making new ones in that line for sure. So.
0: And I don't know my transmitter technologies to know if it's actually a better. You know, is it better? I don't know. But I do. What I do know is that it seems to be the technology that a lot of aftermarket companies are making their, their like bind and fly stuff compatible with. So it's, you know, DSMX and FHSS, like the T Rex.
1: Yeah. If. The the little bit of research that I've done on it suggests that it is it's still not as good as the fast system. I think the fast system has the ability to support a number of additional features that the mm-hmm. that the FHSS does not. But what I do understand is that FHSS is well, I, I at least I've read people say this. Is the way that the DSM should have worked, or at least the original DSM and DSM two? I mean, it's it's a mm-hmm. frequency hopping system, and Futaba says that they can do it cheaper, so they can offer a sort of a lower price tag for people that want to get into things. I, I would. So it's
0: it's it. Less expensive to make that technology. I, I think and that's what it is. That it's good enough.
1: I think that's what it is. Yeah, I mean because they're they're all usable on you know full size. Well, not full size, but you know I mean it's not a park flyer
2: type system. In other words, no, no, no. This is a full you know full range. They yeah. even said with this new one it has some uh, built in multi rotor programmability. Yeah, so oh, yeah. See, that tells that tells me I, long distance though.
0: Yeah. They're obviously not worried about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And so. you know, Futaba has it's like Futaba has ruled the sailplane, you know, slope soar type category for a long time. Yeah. A long time. So uh, I, you know, re- transmission issues were never were never Futaba. I mean, once they got into it. So I I guess I have a lot of faith where if they say FHSS is Is where it's at. It's good enough. It'll work fine, and it's a heck of a lot cheaper. Then, dude, I mean, okay, I'm game. You know, I'm not necessarily gonna get rid of my 14 SG to go get one of these uh, because I can fly both. Like that's, I think, why I personally like the 14
1: SG. That is nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's unlikely you're gonna find features on a J series radio that. Either you don't already have on the fast or, uh, you know, that would make you want to go to it because it is a more entry level radio series. So the 14S yeah. or SG has got to have everything and more right there. And if you can use FHSS already, then there you go. Yep. Yeah,
0: definitely. But I bet you it won't be long but before they have a 14J that outdoes my 14SG.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yep. Just like any other Especially. industry. Yep. Like all the poor people
0: that you know, DX8 and the DX9 came out with the talking yeah. and all that. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. You know?
1: Yeah. Cool. Any other news? I got some news. So this one this one's actually it was recently posted on the Scorpion Power System Facebook page. And I'm not able to find information for this anywhere else. So I think it's like brand spanking new news. And what this is, is a brand new motor. It's a Turek edition motor. And in fact, if you go to the link, you'll see Turek in his gold rim sunglasses, holding the motor out in front of his face. And this is Scorpions next in the line of 800 class heli motors. Uh, so, the description says that it's meant for the 800 T, uh, Trekker or the Align 800 series, the Mikado 800, Goblin 770, any other 800 class helis, and it's up to 14S compatible. So, and, and the, the, the naming on this one is the HK 4535 450. So, my thought on this one is, and again, this is all speculation because I can't find any stats. But you know how we just talked about the recent uh move towards the 4526 520 mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. from what we can tell is probably the next generation of the 4525. Well, this guy is a 4535 450 and it's a 14S. And I I've got a 14S 4530, 450 in my Goblin 770. So I'm thinking this one probably maybe has a little bit more efficient winding, probably around the same power, maybe a little bit more. But the difference is this one's got uh, on the top of the motor can where it's all gold and it's got the Scorpion logo. Usually the rim of that logoed area is sort of knurled. Which actually gives it a pretty cool look. It's not just the smooth aluminum, and then it says Tarek Edition, and it it looks like it's got his signature. So, it's it looks sick. It it does. It does look cool. Although I gotta admit, I would probably have to like grind off his signature. If I got it oh God. <laughs> no and that's that's nothing against Tarek I'm just playing around it's I I don't know what it is but I'm not a big fan of stuff with people's signatures on it it just doesn't float my boat but
0: it it's not my personal preference yeah either but you know I I had shared this on my Facebook it's like great thanks a lot scorpion I mean this is really exactly what i did not need to help keep me from yeah. purchasing an 800
1: <laughs> just it's pushing like, you that oh, much oh new motors
0: out there's a chance to go buy a new helicopter yep.
1: yep yeah so it looks pretty sweet i'm hoping we'll get some more details on it in the coming weeks like power level and so on and so forth but check it out on the scorpion power system facebook page yeah yeah well, anything that, else
0: uh, we better not do anything. Yeah, else. we're.
1: Yeah. It's. I, I think the length of the shows are completely irrespective of the number of team members present. You know, I if agree. if it was just one of us, we'd find a way to talk for three hours. Well, I it know would be I really would. awkward. Yeah, it would.
0: <laughs> Which is me, pretty in a nutshell.
1: All right, uh, awkward and rambling. All right. This week's news was brought to you by Helidaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine.
0: Somewhere on the other side of town lies a helicopter, broken, bent, and clinging to life. How it got there is a mystery. Was it a lockout or just dumb thumbs? One thing we do know, though, is the only chance it has for the right parts to bring it back to life, helipros.com. This was pretty big. I would say this was pretty big to really big ready Heli. Oh. you know it's, it it seems like it was just the other day when we were announcing their uh, you know that they did not have the the sole distributorship of Mikado in the US anymore and then we were talking about I, I dude i was just listening to the episode when we were talking about okay look they're getting kds look they're getting goblin this and that and then all of a sudden they're close for <laughs> inventory
1: and boom they're gone done done game over ready heli are you kidding me that completely blew my mind it's funny too because this happened right about the this was at the beginning of this week and that's right after i had suffered the blow of the 753s not fixing my goblin and so okay Mm -hmm. i'm getting the stretch and what do you put on the stretch edge 813s so I go to Ready Helly, yep. and the website has two little traffic cones on it, and it says, oh, the site's down right now for inventory. We'll be back up on January 13th, which was Monday. So I'm thinking, all right, no big deal. I'll check it later in the day. Well, Facebook stuff starts to fly. I check it later in the day, and it still says the same thing, and here we go. About four or five hours later, it's confirmed by multiple employees of yeah. ready Helly, or, or i guess now former employees of ready Helly, that it's done for
2: yeah
0: it that's messed up you know yeah, i just
2: i just don't get it did because like we were, we were like we were talking about on the show it's like they you know they, they they're no longer the sole distributor for mikado and we see them picking up all these other brands this isn't. This is throughout the last couple of months too. We've just slowly seen them start to carry more and more variety of stuff that they hadn't carried before. So I mean, my my question is, man, do we think they saw this coming? So, I mean, they really seem like they're I, stocking up and getting ready for 2014.
0: I would like to believe. I would hope that they didn't see this coming. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, that is the only explanation that I could take. That would make me feel better about them about doing the this business whole, decision quote unquote
1: inventory thing. Well, and also you know just I mean? two weeks ago, we talked about in the, the show news that they're they're gonna stock goblin. Yep. I mean that was yeah. that was brand new. That was within the last month. So if but if you know they what? did see it coming, then they put up a good damn front all to all the way to the bloody yeah. end. You know what though?
0: You know what I just thought of? There was uh, an individual, that uh, Jody from Australia. His question was so basically, you know, what the hell am I supposed to do with this, like, $500 gift certificate that I have to ready, Ellie? That's a... And I bet you, it didn't even cross my mind until now, what do you think would have happened if they would have announced that they were going to go out of business
2: Oh, everyone would have cashed out. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Everyone and... would have cashed out their gift certificates, and that would be no more revenue coming in. I mean, that would be bad for them. Yeah. To make it even worse. But if you just throw up an inventory thing, it doesn't make anyone think about it, and then you're closed before anyone has a chance to redeem all of those. Think about that. Yeah,
1: and and you know, of course, like everything. Even somewhat controversial or dramatic in our hobby, the forums were just awash <laughs> with comments and um, more conspiracy theories and so on and so forth. And there were a number of people that posted uh, the The one thread I'm thinking of was up on Runrider in the main forum uh, that posted that they had just purchased stuff like that weekend, like days before. And they hadn't gotten a shipping notice or they didn't get a confirmation email or their order was canceled. So, yeah, I mean, they were doing business literally right up to the end, right to the end. But luckily, it, it sounds to me like they're making good on all of those open transactions. So all the purchases that people made hopefully by now have already been cleaned up. But if not, should be. And, you know, there are a number of people complaining about service requests like they sent in a V-bar or a, you know, a Contronic or something like that. There were uh, members of the of the staff or former members that said on Facebook they would make sure that all that stuff gets done. So that's that's really cool of them,
0: which is okay. That's really weird. Like what? Why didn't Ready Helly? It's, you know we're all uh, talking about Brett. Yeah, right? yeah, Brett. Yep, Brett. Brett from Ready Helly was you know because he was like he was very big. You know he was a big portion of that company. Everyone, uh, everyone knew him, and so he's you know okay. Well, I'll get all this handled, and you guys will get this, and I'll get this. Why wasn't like quote unquote Ready Helly telling all their customers this? Yeah. Don't worry anything after this. You'll be. Sh- I mean, why is that this struck doom? me as odd as well? I don't know. It's like they they can't even they don't have the sack to that. That is what right there. Those small things tell me that something
1: real dirty happened. Real well, fast. so I, I looked into this because that was bugging me as well, Nick. And I, I my disclaimer here going into this part of the conversation is I may not have all my facts straight. So if someone does know a more accurate account then please feel free to let us know. I know you guys will anyway. Um but send se- if it's if it's in the form of hate mail, send that to Dan. If it's constructive, useful feedback, you can send that to me. Uh and and so <laughs> apparently so we all know, I mean we know ready heli back in its heyday. And, you know, when, when it started taking on all the big brands, when it was the one-stop shop for Mikado top. and Contronic, I, yeah, it was. It was, it was like top. top of the line, right? And that was when it was owned by John Greco and his wife, who is mm-hmm. or was, well, is still the owner of a family of companies uh, out of a, a parent company called Networth Holdings. And I believe... That um, among others, the uh, child companies or subsidiaries out of Network Worth Holdings uh, were Ready Heli, Edge Blades, uh, Volts, and then Thor Batteries, a couple of others. There's also a distributing company. I can't remember what that one's called, but it's basically like the wholesale distributor for Ready Heli uh, and all of its unique products. Well, I did a little bit of, of research on this, and it turns out that I think John Greco sold Ready Helly to two other employees, one being Brian at Ready Heli. Who, if you've ever had any dealings in customer service, you guys know Brian. He's awesome. Uh, he, you know, he always helps out, and uh, and another guy whose name escapes me at this moment. But so there, there was a change in hands of the ownership, and John Greco moved away from it, and I think then just continued to distribute products from Edge and, and, and volts and so on and so forth to Ready Heli, so that they could sell. I, you know, whenever you got a change of ownership, something's going on. And, and a change of ownership a, a lot of people don't think about it this way, but a change of ownership means a change of leadership. And sometimes people's leadership styles don't match up with what the existing employee base wants or thinks or was used to previously. Uh, it's it's really hard to say. And now, I'm you know, I'm really into hardcore speculation mode. But yeah, what, what it's was it's the, interesting, uh, at least, that it didn't belong to John Greco anymore, which, you know, who I at least credit. Uh in a large part to making it as hugely awesome as it was you know a couple of years ago, what was the timeline yeah. on that ownership- how recent did was that ownership change? I don't know. I did not okay. see a date i uh, i I'm gonna guess it's probably in the last year or year and a half okay it was
0: oh man, now I'm really trying to rack my brain
1: did was it greco that owned it when Bert was Winbert? Yes, there? I believe that that is the case. I may be wrong. Okay. I, again, I I don't have all the facts, but something's mm. going on or something has went gone on. on. Something yeah, some, went, went yeah. on. Now, you know, well, what's know interesting that- will be to see whether those those employees now that the company is no more, are they going to move on and open their own company? Are they, you know, are they involved with this new entity called Mikado USA? Because at the same time that Ready Helly's closure was announced, I started getting people inviting me to the Mikado USA Facebook page. And a lot of the people on the forums were saying, oh, don't worry, you can get your parts in about a week. Mikado USA is opening their doors.
0: See, I freaking told you, dude! I told you this is a trend. All the places are doing it now. It's like they're all. It's like we're we're going backwards from hobby shops. Yeah. I mean, and miniature aircraft—they started it. I mean, all of a sudden, bam! Now you can buy everything, all parts from Miniature Aircraft USA. Yeah, and then 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 it was. uh let, oh let's see help me uh, out here, synergy guys.
2: wasn't it synergy yep.
0: yeah. then you could buy it all from synergy and then uh now we've got Mikado they're doing it I want uh yeah oh, man now I can't now I'm draw, I'm drawing a blank but I know there's a couple yeah more the point is about. that
1: that seems to be a trend in the industry yeah I think that
0: we've I almost think that we've kind of shot our. It's almost like we've shot ourselves in the foot. Like we've demanded prices go down yep. for all these units and all these airframes and all these everything. Prices go down, but the features go up, which means the cost goes up. But, you know, we don't accept the price going up because it has to get cheaper because that's just the way you, that that stuff you're works. competitive. Yeah. So there's just a lot less room for profit margins and, and, you know, there just isn't room to come from an airframe kit to a wholesaler to a retailer and have everyone make a markup.
1: Yeah, the middleman hurts a lot.
2: Yep.
0: Yep. So then it's, okay, well, we'll just cut out the middleman. So now all the companies are just dealing with the hobby shops and then it's like, well, dude, wait a minute. We could make why don't we just cut out the hobby shop and all sell from here?
2: This is all great, but its I feel like if it continues like this, it's going to get to a point where we're going to have to go to you know a different site now to buy our heli parts and our heli kits. And then there's just some stuff that you're not going to sell direct. There's still going to be a place for hobby shops, connectors, wires, heat shrink, you know, all the hobby stuff. Yeah, yeah. So now we're just placing multiple orders, multiple places. You know, if it's, see, it's really it funny interesting if it went
0: full circle, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if I could see that? Like, uh, uh, uh and I'm just gonna use uh, okay, so, um, let's let's just say Mikado, for example. I do not know this for a fact, I'm just using this as an example, but let's say, okay, so you can buy everything Mikado. Oh, that's awesome. All right, now all of a sudden, oh, well, guess what? We talked to Contronic and we're also gonna sell Contronic. Here at Mikado USA, so you can buy them together and only place one order. <laughs> yeah, you see what I yeah. mean? Oh yeah. Right and there. then all of a sudden it's like, oh well, we've got these, and now let's get some. Uh, you know, let's let's do YGE. Well, because we had a you know we yeah. had a combo, we had the logo combo. Yeah. And then and then it's almost back, circling around where it was.
2: Yeah. And then the other thing to consider is, like yourself, Nick, you have multiple helis. <laughs> Now imagine every time you need parts for multiple helis, it's a different place. You there is not even the possibility. Yep. If if everything was in stock, there's not even the possibility of getting everything from one place anymore. Yeah, the that's... only
0: thing that I could see that could potentially be cool for us as a, as a the, you know Joe Schmo buying parts, um, is if the. You know them regaining some of their profit margins by doing this. If they were to offer, if they were to lower that free shipping mark, mm-hmm. then it might not be that bad. Yeah, because yeah, I that's mean, true. okay, it, I don't mind. I mean, yes, it's cool to be able to throw it's everything all in my cart at once. Yeah, but I think that a lot of the companies that are going to suffer are going to be the. Like the KDE, links, yeah, uh, you know, Switch Glow, Gryphon, all of these smaller companies that
2: make very niche, niche stuff that rely on those hobby shops bringing people to their website because to sell their stuff.
0: That's right. You're, you're sitting there, you're ordering up your crash parts, right? Yep. So it's like you're on there. Okay, I got this, and then all of a sudden, pops up on your screen. Ooh, <laughs> look at that. Yep. Oh well, it's like the. Jeez, I guess if. Yeah, so like I the, guess if I destroyed the t- tail, I'll just put a KDE tail on it. Screw it. And I'll, you drop that one out of your cart and grab the other It's one. like
2: putting the candy next to the checkout. That's, the dude, it shop. is exactly. That's what uh, that's what nailed doing it. With all that bling. It is
0: all the, the crap that stands next to you staring yep. at you when you're in line.
1: Yep. You got it. You nailed it. I don't it, know, man. I, I hope it doesn't go that direction, but it. It's an interesting thought. And and I do want to go back to what started that portion of the conversation, Jesse. You said it's it's uh, you know, you're you're actually seeing a shift from this, you know, one stop shop to brand centric stores. And I feel like that sounds a lot like what we've seen maybe starting five or six years ago, maybe a little bit more recently. With local hobby shops switching to online, like how the community has moved that direction. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's just another evolution. And, you know, so actually we've got a listener email that sent us or a listener that sent us an email about this. And I think that tags on to that particular topic. This is from uh, Tomas, one of our friends here in the Pacific Northwest. And he was basically uh, discussing, you know, the fact that Ready Helly's closed its doors and and wanted to know whether we would wa- we would be willing to talk about, uh, you know, shopping etiquette and how that affects things. What is what does that mean for us? Right. So when do you buy from a local hobby shop? When do you decide to transition to online um, and, you know, what about buying abroad? What about buying from China? How does that impact the U.S. business? Um, a lot of people don't have local hobby shops. Now they have to stick with these couple of one stop shops like Experience and Heli Direct and formerly Ready Heli. And now what happens when all of those switch to just Mikado USA and miniature aircraft and so on and so forth? Yeah. So what what do you guys think?
0: It's I just don't I think it's bad. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean this is just this is bad and I've actually put in an effort. There's a hobby shop down in uh in Burlington. It's it's really the hobby shop that I started going to first uh when I when I started in the hobby. Um you know, just a small on pop place and and they don't carry I mean they stopped carrying Heli stuff Hardcore, like in the Raptors era. Oh, jeez, right, right around yeah. in there. Yeah. Now they're good for they're they are really good. It's an independent place, so it's not like a Hobby Town USA. Mm-hmm. So they've got they're really good for like connectors and and weird stuff. You That's know? the place
2: where we uh, buy fuel, right? Is that the place you're talking about?
0: Yeah. 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 So
2: buy all our nitro yep. there.
0: Yep, we get. You know, we get our nitro there, they're, you know, carbon fiber rod, heat shrink. You can actually get like heat shrink in the, you know, not in the stupid prepackaged little three inch long lengths, that sort of a thing. And so what I've been doing lately is that um, like for uh, because they do deal with uh, Horizon quite a bit you know, getting all the new cars. And they've always got the Nano and the MCPX brushless and that sort of thing and, and parts for those. What I've been doing is because they are somewhat close to my work and I can run over there at lunch, I'm I'm actually putting in an effort to, you know, uh, like the other day, I, I called her up and was like, hey, you want to go ahead and uh, throw me in an order? I need uh, another battery tray for the 700X. So just go ahead and, and get me one of those. Now, I'm not in a hurry for it. It's not something that I would go online to make an order for, unless
1: you were no, stacking other stuff into that order.
0: That's right. Unless I crashed it and I was buying crash parts or yeah. something like that. But it, it was it was five minutes worth of effort on my part. Maybe you know it's going to be a couple more bucks, but the potential impact, the positive impact for them, is really good. And like now, I'll, I'll bolt on these set of skids tomorrow. I will probably go ahead. Um, I need a canopy. You know, I'm going to be more... It's where I am going to purchase all of my plan-ahead parts from. There's still going to be no replacement for, you know, like, experience A-Main when it's like, dude, I stuffed this thing. I I got to have it flying. We do a lot of testing. Yeah. Product testing, beta testing around here. And it is mandatory for me to keep these helis up and flying when I need parts... I know what place gets it on to my house what day and, you know.
1: So it's you're Um, using your local hobby shop as sort of a a bits and pieces supply store. A bits and pieces. Or something like sort of medium to large if you're not in a hurry.
0: Absolutely. Like I bought uh, Auden's Airplane. Sure. For Christmas. Yeah. Now, did it, you know, 179 bucks. I go in there, you know. 10% pay tax sales on tax. It. Yeah, that whole deal. Walk out of there, a couple bills out of my pocket, right? Yep. Did it sting to go on A Main a week later and see it for 139 thirty nine or something? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, am not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. It stings yeah, yeah, me no, and it I didn't did. even
2: come out of my yeah, wallet. I was just going to say, I hurt.
0: Yeah, because they had it, you know, quote unquote, on sale. Trying to just get it out, you know, get it out, yeah. get fresh stuff in, and that's what they have to do. That's what these online retailers have to do to stay to stay popular and stay current, is don't hold on to the older stuff. Get it out fast. Do what you got to yep. do. Cut your losses on. it. So, it did sting, but, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Like, and in that case, they have all the parts for that. They have a wing, fuselage, all that junk. And- it'll be fun for me and him to hop in the truck and exciting for it. Let's go buy new parts for your. Yeah. Airplane.
1: See, yeah, that's, you know, yes, I know exactly and what so, you mean. If
0: I can put that effort into, you know, if I can like the nano, there's a great example. I'll probably fix that damn nano. And <laughs> so I will call her up and be like, okay, I need an elevator servo. I need this. I need this. Um, Just go ahead. Give me a call when it comes in. It'll be a week.
1: Gives you something to go in and do for an hour or so. Drive down there. Hang out. Talk. Yep. Yep. Yeah. See, I I wish my situation was like that. I mean, Tomas and I being here in the Seattle area, we don't really have any options anymore. We used to have uh, Dave's RC Hobbies. And, and Dave was mm-hmm. a local heli guy that flew at Cascade model helis with the rest of us. And so he kept in the know, and he stocked stuff. You know, he had tons of aligned stuff. Um, he had other bits and pieces, all the blade line, uh, lots of good, you know, servos, receivers, radios. It was more than just like your standard Hobby Town USA. And he had good tools and, and you know, connectors wire that kind of stuff like what you get Nick and I started out in the hobby spending a lot of money with Dave and as time went on what I started to realize was well I do want to support local and I will continue to but when I'm buying a kit or something big I had to go online because at the end of the day I I I can't just throw money out you know And so I started moving away from buying big stuff with him. And I suspect around the same time, a lot of other people did, because that was back when the online boom was happening. And these stores that we now know and love were coming up to speed and offering all sorts of great stuff. And just about a year ago now, Dave closed his doors as a result. And now the only thing we've got local is... Hobbytown USA and sorry guys, mm. but at least the ones around here are absolutely worthless. And so the oh, only horrible. thing I use it for is like crap, man, you know, I, I forgot to pl- uh, throw a bunch of EC five connectors in the last order from a main or whatever. Got to go get some EC fives. Cause I got new batteries or, you know, fuel tubing, uh, something like that. Really simple or stupid little impulse buys, you know, um, like you're saying, uh, uh, like a foamy airplane or something, a bind and fly airplane where you weren't going to buy it anyway, but you, you saw it and it was just kind of like, eh, okay, I'll give it a try. That, that kind of stuff is it. But we, I mean, we have no local hobby shop support anymore. And so I do everything online exclusively and that really makes you think and, yeah. and
0: kind of makes you think like, damn, maybe I should have. Yes.
1: Just- It does, especially now with this story on Ready Heli and this this, you know, potential realization that we're moving from uh, one stop shops to more focused, you know, Mikado USA thing. Uh, I mean, if it if it keeps going and again, you know, this is it may not happen this way, but if it keeps going that direction and you do have to buy stuff from 50 different places to get what you need, um Who knows? Does the local hobby shop pop back up? And if it does this time around, I think I would be much more supportive of it. Because, you know, like down in Florida, for example, uh, Rachel told us the last time she was here, she went to uh, Graves RC and it had tons of stuff. It didn't just have a line, which is what I'm used to at my local shops. It had a line. It had Goblin. It had Raptor. I mean, that's really cool. And if we could get more stores like that, that would be big. But, you know, when talking to Dave in the past, he couldn't compete with the online stores. It just didn't make sense. And to go and make his business online represented a huge increase of work and he'd have to put up a lot of money to get it done. So I think he knew it was inevitable, probably as as, as far out as six months or a year which is unfortunate
2: we can't let them go yeah there's no. not i mean for so for me around here the closest hobby shop to me is an hour and a half away so for me in pullman there is you know i same as justin most you're online exclusive yeah exclusively online um I'm, and you know i usually try try to find all my stuff at one spot but since most of the time I am placing orders at multiple spots, so I'm already paying for shipping at two shops. Uh, most of the time it just comes down to price where I shop. You know, am I going to throw it in my cart here or is it cheaper at the place where I'm placing my other order? You know, sort of the follow on to that. And, and one of the other things Tomas
1: was wondering about is do we buy overseas? Or do we only put money into U.S. shops? And, and you know, how does that affect things? We're talking about buying from online U.S. and that affects our local hobby shops. Well, certainly buying internationally is going to affect our, our U.S. online shops because of how cheap some of those people can offer it. You know, the perfect example is Hobby King. Yep. I used to buy stuff from Hobby King all the time when I first got into the hobby because it's a whole sticker shock thing, and you're you you don't want to spend the kind of money that we all now know and hate, um, which is the price tag that comes along with these these machines. But now I I will not almost never touch Hobby King, or or uh, overseas stores. I mean, yes, I bought from yeah. Flying Hobby. I've bought from, I've bought stuff from. Hobby King, there are a couple of the other uh, Chinese stores. And, and I'm not talking small stuff. Like, I bought kits. And nowadays, now that I've got a better understanding for things and an appreciation for the hobby, it's all U.S. If I cannot find it in our country, then I'm just not going to get it. Because we've got to preserve that
2: market. Yeah, see, I'm not, it, I'm not quite that far. I don't buy too much stuff. From and Hobby King is a place where if I was gonna buy out of the country that I do shop at Hobby King, I've limited myself to pretty much purchasing three things at Hobby King. And that is connectors, <laughs> wire, and heat shrink. That's it. That's that is that is I'd place an order probably about once a year just to basically uh-huh. restock those three drawers. <laughs> okay, that's that's not too bad though. I mean that's once
1: a about, year is one thing but
0: that's what I do too. For yeah. the, record. the exact the only thing I add in there is servo connectors. Oh, yep.
2: Yep, add that one in too. I stock up on those yep. as well. But That's it.
0: Past that anything. Yeah, and I mean if we do this it can happen. I mean look at look at Kyle Cashwell. You mm-hmm. know? Here's a kid what 18, 18 years old I do believe.
1: Dude. Yes.
0: And he is, opens, up, opens up Rotary Wing RC in Florida. Dude, I love it. Hell yes. I mean, I love it. He's got the – is that his dad?
1: Joe, Joe Cashwell Joe, is his dad, and Kyle yeah. is the owner. Kyle – and I talked to Joe about this. Uh, yeah, 18 years old, and he just decided he wanted to open up a hobby shop. And he's doing it, dude, and he's hitting it hard. Like if you're follow yeah. if you follow him on Facebook, he'll have pictures of like new parts orders that come in. I mean, it's really cool. I gotta give him props. I I mean, yeah. I was blown yeah. away when I heard about it.
0: Absolutely. So, um, and, and for the record, they're probably going to be just as surprised to hear this as you. But seriously, these they just seem he seems like a good guy, I, and I have nothing to back that up. I just, I I love this. I love everything about this. So, you know, all of you people in Florida that are now without Ready Heli, if you're looking for somewhere, give them a shot. I can't tell you how it's going to be, but I can tell you that anyone that's putting out that much effort has got a lot of drive and a lot of
1: heart. It's going to deliver. So, you, you know, give, give them a shot. Well, and Definitely. I can tell you it, if the business is anything like uh, the personality that I've I've learned of in talking to Joe briefly, I think it's going to be awesome. So I mean, he's supporting his son fully, and Kyle. I agree, Kyle does seem like a good guy. Uh, so yeah, best of luck to you guys. I I hope it takes off. We we need more people out there that are that are willing to put their neck out on the line and and
2: just just go for it. Man, you know what, Nick? If I puff one more set of lipos, I think I'm going to go insane. Dude, well, you're telling me that you're not running Gen Z's packs? Ever since
0: I started running them, man, I'm getting over 200 cycles on these sets of packs.
2: If you're still puffing them, you need to get up to speed. I think I'm going to go check those out and get myself a set right now. You heard it here, folks. Gen Z's packs, Nick's
0: mushroom stamp of approval. Find them at HobbyParts.com. have rambled we have <laughs> dude we have rambled and rambled we had more stuff but uh, we're, we're kind of running out of time
2: yeah he's just looked at the clock for the first I'd... time wow
0: where's the time go i know well there's a couple things that i wanted to uh to bring up before we do head out we found out it's more of uh just so you're aware obviously not the end of the world for the fun fly. And Justin, what were the dates on those again?
1: June twenty sixth through the 29th of this right. year. For Deer our, Park, Washington. Of this. Yep. Second annual
0: RCHN fun fly. Uh, there is another large event going on called Hoop Fest in Spokane, uh, which is where the majority of the hotels are. So uh doesn't mean that you still can't get one, but it means that there is a little bit of competition for them. So that's just cool because you get to commit early. So there's your excuse.
2: (laughs) Put it in your Uh, calendar and commit.
0: I know how to work this shit all day. (laughs) Go to the wife and be like, here's the deal. If we don't book this now, I'm not going to get a chance to go. And I'm going to whine Oh yeah, You don't want to deal with that. You're going to hear about it. Yeah,
2: I want to deal with that.
0: And I'm not going to paint the kitchen. And I just... Yes, and I'm not going to the mall. And those earrings? No, not gonna happen. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) Don't take that approach. It doesn't work. Um, No, but just get out there. Get the reservations made. Again, um, Spokane is where you're looking for. North Side is the closest. Deer Park is north of Spokane, so any hotel that you can get on the North Side, get them booked now. we're so pumped for this event. I mean, we, uh, Justin and I sat down the other night, three and a half hours. We sat down, and we're just we are cranking stuff, trying. We're going to pour like we do everything, a hundred and ten percent into this. And our goal, we want it doubled. That's what we want. We want it oh, doubled. Yeah. We met our goal that we set last year. Uh, so damn it, we're going to meet our goal goals. again this year. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: it's going to be bigger goals. It's going to be huge. Yeah, bigger Night and better flying. than last Wait. time. And we've already heard word from a number of listeners that aren't local that are some of them across the country that they're trying to make That's things correct. work to, to come out. Yep. So uh, please, um, if you're at all interested, check it out. We'll have some more advertisements coming up here in the near term with more information. We'll let you guys know of new developments as they become available. Um, and uh, yep. ch- yeah, make it make it a fun fly on your list.
0: And you know, another thing, guys, we uh, there was a couple people that have brought up, hey, if I fly in, I want to, you know, can I ship some stuff? Contact us. We will work with you. We do not. I don't want a single person out there saying man I want to go I can go but it's too difficult for me to travel with my
1: stuff don't let yeah that ship happen. it to one of our it, houses um, we'll bring it with us it to will the be there fly. we
0: will figure it out yeah absolutely Dieter's not that far away we've got some just incredible local people that we've met uh friends that we've met there us we will do anything that we can to help um To help make it happen for you because we had so much fun last year that we just don't want you to miss it over that. So if you're stuck, you're not sure, you don't feel comfortable, you don't want any issues. And it's, you know, if you just say, dude, I'm just, can I just package my stuff up in a box and send it and have it be there? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you need stuff to, okay, well, what about this? Then I got to put it together. We'll help you out. I mean, that's, that is the cool part about being a part of the nation. We're all there to help, yep, you know, doesn't matter, yep, yeah, absolutely um let's see over uh, another thing I wanted to let everyone know for some reason, unbeknownst to us uh overseas orders for those of you who have ordered hats and shirts uh the feedback that we are getting is, oh my God, they are taking forever to get to you. why we have absolutely no idea um there has been. Uh, I have ran into, uh, uh, my, I'll, I call it minor because they're, I, I do see a light at the end of the tunnel. I have had problems with the company that um, I get the hats from just on what they have had in stock for the blanks. So I've been consistently waiting on them to get more, let's say, like right now, um, I'm waiting for them to get large XL hats. So I have people that I know you guys are waiting. I apologize. I'm getting them as fast as I can. Um, so just please be patient with us. And if you are overseas, everything that has been purchased is definitely in the process. Um, we just, we can't control that. But we wanted to let you know we're not, we have not forgotten about you. Um, oh, yeah. You know what? I have a couple cool cool announcements it is since things are i'm not going to call it beginning of the season cuz we are no, still in winter no we're not yeah, yeah, no, yeah we're i was going to say
1: it's not beginning
0: but, of the season but I, I i think myself personally and i know some of you guys are starting to get into that like you know christmas is over we've had a little bit of lull after christmas that tinkering is starting to To set in, you know, you're kind of missing the tinkering. And we're seeing some new stuff out there now that the Expos come, you know, Expos come out. Companies are slowly starting to get their plan ahead for 2014 and getting some stuff out. So we're going to have some pretty cool reviews coming up. Um, uh, I I am waiting for not 100% solid, but I do believe Justin is going to force me into working on
1: that damn nano, <laughs> I'm not forcing anybody. And, uh, I sent yeah, it to no you. One's... It's not. It's your problem now. Yeah, I don't want a single red cent of uh, of money for that. It's all yours. I've written <laughs> it off.
0: <laughs> now, I think. Uh, uh, thanks again, Horizon Hobby, Blade Helicopters. I do believe we're just waiting for the last couple details. Normally, I don't announce this before I see a a, a tracking, but you know, these guys are great. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and and slap that brushless motor in there, and I am going to terrorize anything and everything with it, and get my impression of it. So I'm gonna actually get it fixed up, put back together, so I can put some flights on it in the stock configuration, and then uh, slap that in there. So be looking forward to that one. Um, also, there's a you know there's a pretty cool product that we I don't know how we missed it, dude. Yeah, I, I was no sitting idea. here looking at it for the reviews, and then we didn't even say anything in the news. OptiPower has put out a new product called the UltraGuard. Yes. And this is kind of like, it's on the same theme as a Scorpion backup it guard. It is, yeah. But with some extra additional features, some super, super bright LED warning lights, and the battery is actually a separate unit,
1: yeah. correct? Yep. Yeah, you, yep. you basically so can you buy can just the circuit board all the smarts mm-hmm. and you can, I believe you can pair it with any battery, but OptiPower also yep. sells like a little buffer pack battery.
0: Hmm. Auto on. So you don't have to remember to turn it oh. on. There's just, you know, I saw this and I was like, this is cool. It, this is a, this
2: falls under the, the geek factor. It falls, it falls under the, uh, it could save you a lot of money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um yeah.
0: so we went ahead got in contact uh with Andrea OptiPower and cool news uh we're going to do a review on one. So I think I'm going to we're going to pass that one over to the epitome of the geeks <laughs> amongst us Justin. Yes?
1: <laughs> He's all playing shy and coy over there. Yes, I was. Me? Oh, I was waiting. You were on a roll, dude. I thought you were doing like a full-on introduction with like a drum roll and backing music. <laughs> now,
0: yes. oh, Dustin's going to be taking a, a taking a look and giving it uh, giving us his opinion on that, whether it's good, bad, ugly, or, or whatever. That's it. Just it falls under his expertise, and I, I think it's a really really cool product. Anytime we see. You know, not the huge, huge, big-name companies that come out with something cool and innovative like that. Uh, we like to try and see if we can get a hold of them. I have one more in the pipeline that I'm not going to announce because I need more confirmation. But I can tell you that if this one does happen, you guys are going to flip. That's all I'm going to ah, say. It's going to be cool. oh all we get. Because this is one that... That's the, this is one that a lot of people want to know about. Mm-hmm. And we've got some pretty good reviews under our belt, so if I'm getting that excited over this one, then you know <laughs> it's something to get excited about. We'll see.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, also, any manufacturer that's listening, um, if you're interested in having us do a review, uh, you know, it's it's better off now than before we get mid-season and traveling and, and crazy and, and that whole thing, uh, more than willing to uh, go ahead and contact a- any one of us, actually, um, and we'll we'll get everything sorted well, out. Well, and
1: also any, any non-manufacturer, any listener, that if you guys have something, if you have a product that you want to know about or you want to hear what we have to say about it, get in contact with us and let us know. And, you know, we're more than happy to go and and talk to companies to see whether they would be willing to, to let us review their products. So, you know, ultimately this benefits you guys uh, because you get to, to see what it's all about and, and, you know, get our take on things. So, yeah, uh, I've, I've had a number of listeners in the past and recently get in contact with me and say, Hey, you should do this. This is really hot. I think a lot of people would be interested. So, so, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But any suggestions you guys have? This is the time time to do it before the season hits, and we're all, you know, bouncing between fun flies for the next six months. Was that it? I'm pretty sure that's I think it. That is. is, yeah. That this one turned uh, out to be a pretty damn long show again.
0: Tech Tips, Justin,
1: thank you for putting
0: up that on Carbon Fiber Tail Rod. Oh, yeah. reinforce oh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, if you nice haven't one. checked out the Tech Tips, head over there. They're piling up. Uh, we're just going to be adding more and more forums. Click it along pretty darn good. No complaints there. Facebook's ripping. Off. We're just we're having fun, getting prepped up. Prepped up. We've got a couple Couple pretty big things in the pipeline. We're just not quite ready to announce yet. But once we get everything sorted out, it's going to be awesome. Oh yeah, awesome big year, 2014 year. Yeah. And Can't and wait. one
1: sure. one note on the forums, uh, I I see there's been an increase in the number of events that are being posted in our events forum. Again, that's awesome. Please feel free to share your event with us, regardless of where it is around the world. We put it up on our calendar, and anyone that visits our website can then go and look and get the information, contact info, you know, website links, whatever you guys want to share. Um, and Dieter has been doing a great job of running that show. So you can also, if you don't post it in the forums, you can send the info directly to Dieter. He will get it updated. I know it's you know it's just like with our Fun Fly. It's that time of year where. People are starting to get their travel schedules planned, and clubs are starting to get all of their dates laid out. So, uh, I, I hope we, we start seeing some new and exciting events pop up.
0: Yep. And that email address is D E A T E R at
1: com. Yep. Which reminds cool guys. me, guys,
0: what? What Nick I'm
1: tired. What? No, I'm good. If someone what? wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that? <laughs> Dude, you threw me for a loop there. <laughs> 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 was, that was that's pretty
0: good. Here I was ready to start ragging on you. Um you would you would send me an email at Nick at RCHellynation.com.
2: Jesse, how would they get in touch with you? Send me an email at Jesse at RC and, of course, if you want to get a hold of Dan and wish him well
1: uh, with breaking that massively horrible fever, you can send him an email at dan at com, or catch him as Dan K. Reed on the forums or in our website chat box. I'm Justin. You can get me at justin at com, And Nick already got you covered on Dieter. So... That go. has been 120. episode 120. We're a fifth of the way to 200, guys. Yeah. Seems like we just had the 100. Crazy. I agree. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. We will see you next Monday. Have a good
2: week. Take it easy, guys. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation
1: LLC and is brought to you in part by HeliPros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Gens Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.